0: Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast.
1: I don't want to hold too much. I don't want to hold too long. Okay. All right. Are we recording? we ready? Uh, yeah. Yep. Okay, I'm good on my end. All right, here we go. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. We have Fred. Hey. Chris. What's up, guys? Uh, and we got second time on the show now, Bert Hammer. Hey, guys. And then first time on the show, Will James.
2: Hey, guys. How you doing tonight?
1: Good, good, good. good. Uh, this is episode number 88, Heli Freak with Will James. So, oh <laughs> <laughs> so let's get, first get to know Will a little bit uh, better. And we're just going to go through a couple of these questions. Because there's a lot of the other questions we normally ask. Um, are going to be the main section, anyways, the main topic. So, uh, first off, how long have you been in the hobby?
3: Uh,
2: you, this question for me um, yeah. I started flying when I was 19 years old, and uh, I'm 50 now, so uh, quite a while. I couldn't really afford helicopters then, but I traded some airplanes that I was into. Mm-hmm. I started flying airplanes when I was 16, and uh, they even survived. I, my two favorite planes, a Sweet and Low Stick and a uh, great planes big sticks survived my first marriage along wow. with one rc boat and my tools and nothing else and uh, i traded them <laughs> for my first helicopter Colt baron 30
3: nice <laughs> wow
1: cool. that's awesome so so do you still do you only fly helis or when you when you're flying helis did do you, do you also fly planks too
2: i like flying planes too i mean I, you know as Bert can tell you When we had uh, heli-freak events, and we started out having just, like, weekends where we'd all meet up, and, you know, that was when uh, 3D Foamies first came out, and, you know, we we flew pretty much anything that would fly, and, you know, once we crashed all the helis and had them in parts, we flew uh, 3D Foamies and stuff. Wouldn't you say, Bert? Is that pretty accurate? Yeah, I agree.
4: Absolutely. That was part of the fun this. I can't see. The no, was definitely part of the fun. Just flying the foamies after hours. So if you're a helicopter pilot and you don't fly an airplane, you're not a true helicopter pilot. I hate to say it.
1: Really? Okay. Yeah. You
4: have to. You have to at least learn how to fly You have to be proficient at it. Maybe not a great pilot. I suck at planes. But you have. But you have to. Tr- you have to fly it. Absolutely.
0: Okay. You heard it here first. Yeah.
4: <laughs> well, it's true. We used to say that
2: the only people who could come to our events had to fly helis, but if you fly fly anything else too, that's okay. You know, and that what we said, Bert, pretty much. Nice. Yeah, I agree. I agree.
1: Nice. So, Will, what got you interested in the hobby?
2: I was interested in full-scale aviation, but I didn't have the money to pursue it. Right on. And, you know, I liked building planes. You know, from when I was a kid, I used to look at my stepbrother, who was 16 when I was basically about 10, used to – have those, that, uh, the big catalogs and the RC magazines that had all the ads and everything. And beside the Dumas deep V10 deal, you know, there was always some like uh, Midwest stick deal. And that was what I finally asked for, for Christmas. And my grandparents gave it to me. I actually built the wing when I was flying to Houston to stay with them on a, you know, when my, my parents would ship me and my brother down to Houston with my grandparents, my mom's parents, uh, whenever they wanted to go somewhere by themselves and not be encumbered by two kids, you know.
0: So, you built the plane on the plane, or as you were yes, traveling? I did. wow,
2: no, I did. yeah, back then your tray was actually big enough to build a 20 size wing on. You know, I don't know what happened now. You can even, you know, they're about 11 inches wide, I think. Yeah, yeah, you so can barely fit an
1: iPad. <laughs> wow, well, so to see, sad. I
2: well, actually, I don't know how many of you see me lately, but I've been on the Tony Whiteside diet plan and work plan. And I've lost 80 pounds since. Wow, uh, awesome, man. Good for you, yeah. So I'm kind of looking forward to the next time I fly. I won't have to pay extra or get kicked off the flight or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, funny. Surrender things uh, have happened. Sure.
1: Um, all right. And then the last question, um, if you don't mind, we just want to, what do you do for a living?
2: Uh, I'm a programmer and I work in web marketing and web development, but actually I work on a block and brick crew. Now I work for Tony Whiteside and his father, Bubby Whiteside. And, uh, it's pretty interesting because I I know a lot of you guys know Tony and, uh, Tony helped save me, you know, when I was in going through a lot of personal issues and drinking way too much and, uh, got into some drugs and things like that. I'm not ashamed to say, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, he encouraged me to do better, and he led by example. He and his father, you know, I don't know how many of you know, but besides being in R&D for helicopters and a pro helicopter pilot, Tony is a third-generation bricklayer and a mason. And I work on his repair career. I work with him pretty much every day. I worked with his dad today, but generally speaking, I work with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has another, I'm what they call a hod carrier. I carry, you know, I'm a laborer for Masons, and I get to pick up a trowel sometimes, too. I'm learning. It's a super complicated thing. I'm basically learning a new trade. Right. Uh, right. Cool. And I'm fortunate enough where Tony works with a guy named Brandon and myself on his crew, and that's about it. We work with Tony pretty much exclusively, and he trains us, and it's a really good time, fun, tons of laughter. I mean, I dance, yell, shout. Sing, you name it, while I'm working. And uh, nobody questions whether I'm saying or not. It's pretty great.
0: I like <laughs> awesome. it. Awesome. So you have a lot of work in New York City, then, I, I hear.
2: No, yeah. I, I'm they're, actually. They're I've always been,
0: dancing, shouting, yelling on the job. <laughs> <New> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, mean,
2: I, I used to live in Brooklyn. I worked for Benjamin Jacobson and Sons uh, on Wall Street. They got bought out by Bear Stearns before 9 11. Uh-huh. And uh, I uh, actually uh, left there. I've been living here in Kentucky, in Shepherdsville, Kentucky, right next door to where Tony lives, right on the Camp Hardcore facility uh, since October of
0: 2016. Oh, wow. Oh.
2: And I've been working That's for Tony. Cool back. backyard. Oh, it is. Uh, you know, I always wanted a place to live where I could fly, and now I do. And I don't have a plane or a helicopter right now, but I plan to uh, fix that as soon as possible.
5: Cool. Nice. I think, I think we know some people in the industry.
2: We can help you out. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. We could definitely <laughs> arrange something.
1: <laughs> All right. So, how's everyone's week been? Good. Go first, been busy. Busy, huh? Well, let's hear from Chris. We haven't heard from you in a while since. Uh,
5: yeah, I've been I've been down and out for a little while. We got yeah. um. You know, as I said a couple weeks ago, my wife um, had back surgery. Mm-hmm. So I was planning. You know, the doctor said she's going to be in a walker for a couple months and you know, as a cane for six months and can't do nothing. So so we planned for the worst and she was actually up and around and walking around the first day. Like no walker, wow. no cane. Uh um, really? Yeah, she she prepped really, really good for surgery. She, you know, really hard headed about making sure that she's gonna heal this time. And anyway, so she's um doing amazing. She's like I said, it's you know, so I was planning on, you know, having to do all the laundry and cooking and cleaning and shopping and all that crazy stuff and ended up um I just had to do all the picking up. So she just, you know, can't bend over real good, you know, can't pick stuff up, not to hurt anything. So, mm-hmm. but she's doing good. So I think I'm back 100% now to where I can, you know, not concentrate on everything of the family all day and I can take a break and, and do some helicopter stuff. So, um, so with that being said, I've, uh, um, did have a couple late nights working on some helicopters. You know, after everybody went to sleep, it was my, kind of my wind down time. So mm-hmm. I got the, um, the gasser finished up, the, um, Blackout seven hundred gasser. So, um, yep, uh, got a, three or four flights on it. That thing started up first pull. Um, I did it live on the site. Fired right up. No adjustments. That thing flew amazing. Um,
3: awesome.
5: I haven't done a side by side yet with my Goblin gasser to compare the, you know, the feel because I haven't flown mm-hmm. the Goblin in a But it flies really good. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't even tune it. It is definitely running real rich, um, so it's a little boggier i think than my than my 700 but this one's got a bigger motor so yeah you know once i get it tuned i think this thing's gonna be an animal so
1: uh, okay so you didn't switch out the motors right because i know at one point you were thinking i was thinking about 300
5: 300 in this one because it is Mm -hmm. lighter it's definitely a lot lighter than the goblin um i kept it really light and simple i didn't you know least amount of parts i could put on it i did and uh, it definitely feels light. you know i've I've been playing around with the blades on it so i got about three different sets of blades i keep bouncing around back and forth to get some feel you know feel out of it but Mm-hmm. Uh, feels real good it's definitely definitely light so um jamie Paulson was actually you know kind of hit me up saying listen you know, i think i'm ready to buy it back and i was like, <laughs> You're like oh, no, i like, just got a flight." <laughs> I, don't, I don't know and i don't think i'm liking this thing so no i'm gonna put some more flights on it and like i said if he really wants it back of course i'll let him have it but i think it's it's gonna be a fun helicopter So i definitely you know i'm not gonna let it go yet but what else i've been working on um Built the fireball, of course. We've done, I think we went through that already. It flies really good. Uh, mm-hmm. gonna get a mini comedy here coming up soon. So,
1: I need one of those mini comments. That thing is so cool looking,
5: man. It I haven't seen so it yet hard. in person, but it looks the pictures. I think is so cool. So, the 570 gas right took off the shelf or the 570 nitro goblin 57 nitro, um, mm-hmm. uh, from gas powered helicopters. You know, did the conversion on it. Um,
3: yep.
5: got an OS 91, and you guys know that thing is like super thirsty for fuel. Yeah. So, that thing. I get three minutes, you know, with pretty high head speed, but three minutes is all I can get out of it. So I've been kind of debating if I should sell it. I don't know because it's just, you know, by the time I get up in the air and start flying, I got to land. So it kind of stinks. I'm used to the big stuff. So anyway, Kerry from Gaspowered Helicopters, Helicopters, um, he must have watched a video or somewhere. He called me and said he got something coming in the mail. Uh, just got it tonight. Actually, is a, a whole, he sent me a whole new frame set. Um, same layout except on the back, like underneath the boom, they actually put mm-hmm. a secondary fuel, a secondary fuel tank. Mm -hmm. so it's going to have two fuel tanks now you know so big thank you to Carrie from gas powered um so i should hopefully get six minutes out of this thing he's telling me i should get 10 you know maybe i run a little rich and definitely way too hard on the throttle i know that so yeah uh, yeah. and i know frank's been wanting this thing so he kind of hit me today. frank said before you put the second gas tank on it you know sell it to me or trade me for something so um, (laughs) i put him on hold on that so i'm thinking i'm gonna um i'm definitely gonna put that you know the frame set out this week and and try the two fuel tanks and it already is light so it flies you know i'm not worried about the weight so All right. um, that's it really i'm you know, flying there oh and i converted my nitro 650 goblin to so a uh, to a 700 and i did the type t tail boom type t canopy and i got some type t blades on it so i'm gonna um i haven't tried it yet i'm gonna hopefully try it tomorrow if it doesn't rain so
1: so type t seen. canopy okay
5: yeah i had to do some cutting on it it's not 100 yeah. percent. i had to build little um, brackets in the front to hold the canopy because mm-hmm. it's not as deep as the type as the as the nitro right, right. Um, mm-hmm. but it's got a lot snugger fit it's pretty cool so it, um, nice. it looks really it's, it's badass now that I got the two twins next to each other the electric and yeah the, and
1: the, yeah. So, yeah i saw that um, post of yours i thought that was awesome
5: it's cool and i, and I didn't realize like so i do and my i got the two nitro or i got the so i got the two black thunder T's i got mm-hmm. the two monster five these one's nitro one's electric yeah um so it's, pretty, it's just kind of worked out pretty cool. I don't know why i do mm-hmm. it. but And then I got the, um, the gasser. If I can find another canopy in stock and boom, I'm going to convert that one over to the T-boom canopy. So I'll have the nitro, gas, and electric all the same, kind of the same looking. So nothing more than just OCD looking cool on a shelf. But, um, you know, it doesn't make it fly any better or anything like that. So
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: just cool looking. But that's it for me so far. Like I said, just, you know, looking forward to hopefully getting some more flights on this gasser and
1: yeah, having fun. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> Okay, uh, who wants to go next?
5: I'll go. All
1: right, Kevin, follow up. Let's see.
0: All right, dude. So I broke the law this weekend. I put new servos in the 380, and I hovered it in my driveway, even though we have a TFR. That's mm-hmm. right. Broke the yeah. law. I joined it, too. Flagrant disregard.
1: Unknowingly. Mm-hmm.
0: You unknowingly? Wait a minute. That sounds. I like,
1: unknowingly that you broke the law also broke the law. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Just I thought you unknowingly broke the law. No, no, not the TFR, no, I knew that, but yeah, go ahead, continue. Mm -hmm.
0: So, uh, worked in the city all week, and uh, what a bitch of a time it was to leave on Friday afternoon, it took me like an hour and a half to get from one side of Manhattan to the other with traffic, and I was supposed to go home, get my Jeep, and then go up and see this guy in Middletown, New York, to look at some nitro planes, I know I talked about last week that Mm -hmm. since I got in deep with the nitro helicopter and taking that all apart after I blew that up, Uh I was like, hmm, i kind of like to uh try out some nitro planes. So I was on Craigslist, and I found the guy who was just selling stuff cheap, man, and uh I drove up there to Middletown, and by the time I got up to him, I think it was like around 6.30 probably by the time I got up there. Uh-huh. I think it was, something like that. So I get up there, and he's got uh an Eindecker 60-inch balsa Eindecker and they're all in fair shape, and he's got four nitro motors. He's got the Eindecker. He's got, a uh like, a trainer, you know, nitro plane, you know, the one with the rubber bands on the wing, the top of the wing, and all that tricycle uh-huh. landing gear. And then he had this float plane, which uh, I think Chris Ribert sent me a text saying it looked like uh, a SIG cadet from back in the day, but he uh-huh. had it set up on floats, and it was pretty beefy. And uh, he had some kind of box, you know, a little, little box like
1: – uh yeah, it's a nitro box or whatever you call it. field box.
0: Field box, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I picked up all that and drove to your house. Yep. Where you guys were building Frank Murdieu's, uh N7, and yeah, the uh, the madness ensued from there.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was
1: good times. I had a good. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot of fun, man. I had yeah, a good it was time. nice. It was good to get everyone together and hang out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Bill was there, Rob and his son Devin, and uh, uh-huh. you and me were there. Um, and it was cool. Yeah, we were Facebook Live the whole thing for like yep. hours.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it was like a four-hour Facebook Live. Uh, so yeah. much that my phone died, and then we had to switch it to Rob's. And <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Um, all on the Hangouts,
0: man. I brought. I didn't even have dinner like that night, so I brought a bag of chips. And at one point, um, we had the camera just i was behind the camera just moving it all around and devin was eating my bag of chips and i like grabbed them like really fast like what are you doing with my chips and i scared the crap, like i startled them and mm-hmm. uh, i gotta go back and see if i could find that spot man i was watching a little bit of it and i was laughing because we were just <laughs> we were just cracking jokes and busting those yeah. chops and yeah it was it was it was a lot of fun yeah and um i think that's all i've been up to unless i forgot something Oh, I wanted to say that that dude uh that I got the planes from, um, uh-huh. his name is Patrick. He had a buddy Jason at his house and uh, I just wanted to give him a shout out cuz he's uh he's a young guy but he's a Marine vet. He was in Afghanistan, he was in Iraq, man, and um he got a little banged up. He was, you know, we got to talking cuz uh I was in the army too, so we got to talk, talking a little bit. And um good dude, man. He's into boats and he was doing crazy shit with boats and tanks like he built he built a tank basically from an old toy that had tank treads on it and he had a remote starter for for like detonating fireworks and stuff he was showing me all these videos oh nice he's shooting fireworks off his porch out into the street like at night and everything (laughs) oh man but yeah and he had him on the boat too like he had a smoke system on the boat where the boat would like uh the enterprise is that like some kind of I don't know if anybody knows about boats. I didn't even think it was a real boat, but he told me that it's a, it's a battleship and it's, uh, it just looks so futuristic. It looks something like something out of a, a science fiction movie, but I guess it's an actual, it's an actual boat and nobody makes an RC kit for it. So he built one from scratch and he's got a couple of oh, them nice. he was showing me. Yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome, man. Good dude. Um, yeah. and, but he was just not into the, the planes. Like he would picked them up from somebody else and so he passed them along to me for a couple of dollars. Nice. But that was it, man. I'm I'm kind of can't wait to get to one of these planes going, man, and get into the whole nitro thing and see if anything starts. One of the mm-hmm. motors was brand new, dude. And I know you you were we were talking um I think you need one for what the profile plane we plan on building. Yep. So yeah, so got you covered, man. Awesome. Cool.
1: So how was your week? Uh my week was good. So I guess firstly I yeah, will talk about Friday uh, last week, so yeah, we started the N7 build. Rob and Devin came by. Bill, you came by. We had a couple of drinks. We were having a good time building this thing. I think they we 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 built it from like I don't know eight something eight thirty to about twelve is when we stopped midnight. And yeah, we exactly were about midnight, yeah. we were like ninety five percent done. We had just a couple things to button up. So we yeah we got that much done. Then, which was a blast, you know, been doing the Facebook live. I know it's a long live video, but people are jumping in and out of it. Maynard was on there for a while. Oh, right, um, yeah. yeah. You know, joking around and having fun. But yeah, that was great. I want to definitely do that again. So I'm I'm actually calling out like if people want <laughs> their helicopters built <laughs> by us, <laughs> let me know. Message me um, and we'll do a Facebook live. It'd be fun. If you have one and you're in the area too, come, you know, let's schedule it and have you come and hang out. And we could do this, too. So. Then the next day, uh, Saturday, I went up to Havistraw Air Show. It's a a Havistral RC club up there in New York. And we were requested to do demo flights. Um, The club doesn't have many helicopter pilots, if any, really. They have like one scale guy and one guy who does 3Ds, but, you know, um, he wasn't that confident in flying, so he didn't want to demo it. I went up there with me and uh, Rob and Devin. And we went up there, drove up together. And I did a flight probably a little before lunch, like 11.30, Um, flew to Black Thunder. Um, Nervous as hell. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's one thing, like, I don't know. It's one thing flying with, like, people I know and, like, people I fly with. Even if there's, like, extra people there, I don't really feel that nervous. But it's like, I'm flying in front of, like... S- 50, 60 strangers. It's just like I don't know. <laughs> I <laughs> got to make sure I put on a good show, you know. Like I, I felt like there was kind of some weight on my shoulders to like to a, represent. A yeah. yeah, you know, like to do a routine. I don't know a routine. I don't have a routine. You Maybe. know, I have I have a couple set set maneuvers that I do together. That then I like I'll do maneuver together and I'll do like some backwards flying loops and stuff to kind of. And then give me a minute to think about what to do next kind of deal but yep. yeah you know at the end of the day I did like a three and a half minute flight I landed or might have been three minutes I landed and you know um you know I got a, I got a good applause after kind of like woo, <laughs> a little pat on the back I was like that's cool <laughs> you know and I tried to I try to do moves that were like not something that like you know we would watch and be like impressed by but like what Someone who does not know anything about RC helicopters be impressed by. Like, bring it up and do slow forward loops, you know, or backwards loops, like kind of like on the deck in front, doing um, some inverted passes or it's like, you know, big, big air stuff, right? Like, you know, I did a couple of Piro flip into TikToks and people, you know, I don't know if they really get what that is. They just look like the helicopter is kind of flopping around. But, um, but I feel like, you know, we I did put on a good show, and I was like, okay, I'm kind of done, <laughs> I don't want to fly anymore, but uh, yeah. And then, and then Devin went up and did a couple of flights and you know, and killed it, of course. So nice, yeah, I would have come up with you, but I was working, actually, yeah, I yeah, you're on call work, so mm-hmm. yeah, let's see. Uh, and then Monday comes around, and Rob and Devin come back, and we actually finished N7 and started up the the motor.
3: <laughs> we started
1: nice. right in the garage, too. it was funny. It's just like, can we start right here? I'm like, yeah, the door's open. Fine, let's do it. So, uh, yeah, we did it on on the Hangouts live again, the startup. Uh, and it's funny because we started it up, and we're like, where's Frank? He's not on here.
3: <laughs> Frank,
1: where are you? Okay, you know, and then we, like, go back on, and we're like, do it again. And we're like, invite Frank. We're inviting Frank. He, invite fail. We're like, what? you, Frank, I know you're there. Pick up. <laughs> um, but, yeah, eventually he got on, and we did started it. Um, Oh, cool. For him. You know, so those that, that was pretty cool. But yeah. Let's see. Uh and then besides that, I've been busy week. I got I got the little push. I was like, okay, this helicopter is pretty much done. I need to um get a couple more projects on the, you know on the way. So I, I depapered like two and a half, almost three sheets of foam board, and I started tracing out my glass vegan. So my Glass FT Vegan, the one I'm going to fiberglass, um, took all the paper off, made the t- took the templates and made the design on the, the foam board so that way I could glass it and then start building it. I ordered 10 yards. It's like 20, 35 inch by 10 yards of the 0.73 ounce uh, fiberglass. And I think about 24 ounces of uh, resin epoxy. I'm going to start with that, see how much, um, how long that lasts me. If I need to buy more, I'll, I'll get it. So that's on their way, and actually coming tomorrow—no, Thursday and Friday—which is super quick because I ordered it this morning. Cool, can't wait to see that go. Yeah, I'm gonna do some videos on it just to kind of give uh, my take on it. I just—I gotta ask, I gotta talk to David some more uh, and get more information on like what surface does he lay down to to glasses so he doesn't get the foam board stuck onto you know the workbench or something. So um, I'm I'm psyched. I want to get that going. Uh, and then, of course, today um, I went. I went live three times on uh, our site. Kind of busy. I got a box in, so I did an unboxing video, and it's a box from Japan. So uh, this was a like eight hundred dollar order. Was it opium? No, no. He, oh, okay.
0: he did say so those wait. drugs
6: in the box, didn't he? I thought huh? so. I, I thought you were the new OS distributor package. for I, the East Coast.
1: I know, right? <laughs> I
6: got the comments that Kevin was getting blamed for.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't see that. Yeah. So the RC Japan order and I mean I, I might as well just get these guys to sponsor us because <laughs> I mean seriously, like the the amount of parts I've I've never been to like a shop that carried a lot of OS parts or a, you know like an authorized I don't think
5: dealer. There's anywhere even right now. Like when I was building my OS ninety one, mm-hmm. I had to order from six different places to right. get to rebuild the motor. Mm-hmm. It was a freaking nightmare. So that's yeah.
1: why I'm so like I said that's so, so cool. Have I mean the stop. amount of pisses and rings for a
5: bunch of different people.
1: It's for six of us, so okay. it's so it's enough <laughs> to rebuild six OS one, uh, nice. five one and and one ninety one for for Kevin. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah, so that was cool. I did an unboxing video on that, uh, and then a couple of videos on the Glass Vegan and the, and the Piper three J, uh, Piper J three Club. So. That's my latest build. So I'm going to be doing a simultaneous build of the Viggen and the Piper 3. So two planes I'm going to build around at the same time throughout the week. You know, as I figure as things are curing on the, the vegan, right, on the fiberglass, I can work on the Cub and vice versa when I'm epoxying parts for the Cub, you know. Two planes, Fred. Yeah, yeah. Fred should be happy.
6: Yeah, I, I was tempted to comment on the fixed wing thing, but you know, mm-hmm. a lot of ride.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's kind of been my week—busy uh, and and a lot of stuff in the RC, and you know, which is good. Nice. So, Fred, how's your week?
6: My week's been busy, uh, but not really much with RC. The exception of that has been—I've uh, done some aerial photos or videos for a friend of mine that holds a farm festival every year you know kind of a halloween sponsored uh, Mm -hmm. type thing and uh his father contacted me and wanted me to see if i could help them figure out a way of drawing more people and he wanted me to do something with drones so i contacted a local multi-gp chapter and they're going to host a race at the event while there's a lot of non-rc people there sure Mm -hmm. i'm excited you know because you know me i'm always trying to Find ways to try to promote the hobby to people that aren't already in the hobby. So this right. is this is kind of a nice bridge for that.
1: You know, it would be really cool if you could take that race and get, like, two commentary, commentary folks and, like, put all the feeds coming into a, a video uh, mixing board and, like, put it on a big screen. Like, you know, have them talk about it, talk the race and, you know, switch between the different cameras. And I think it would be cool if you make it like a NASCAR type of feel to it.
6: Yeah, I, I don't know. How to do that? <laughs> now, what I do have planned is um I do have a big flat screen TV and a receiver. And I can have that set up and have people come watch the screen.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe uh, some uh, goggles, too, you know, that yeah, I, actually feel the immersion.
6: Bring my goggles, and I'm going to tell the guys if they have any extras, old ones or whatever, to bring so them, we'll them and let folks, you know.
1: Take yeah, a ride. Mm-hmm. Have
6: a little All demo right. table, maybe.
1: Yeah. I'm um, also... I would probably recommend, besides doing races, to do some kind of like um, free form type of deal, like (laughs) like well, let's make you sick, you know. Put these goggles on and have like a uh, acrobatic guy, just like you know, really take. Oh yeah, yeah.
6: These guys are going to want to show off and do a little freestyle. Uh, I've actually reached out to some of the other people in the area that are more generic drone, more aerial photography, things like that, Mm -hmm. and if they want to come and kind of that'd
1: be awesome too. Yeah,
6: give a little more well-rounded view into the hobby.
1: Yeah, make them like, like you know, simulated balloon rides, right? Like you, it's like you could go up there, like you know, in a hot air balloon, and or you could do this on the ground, sitting down in the chair, you know, and kind of get that viewpoint. So.
6: well, the other thing I'd like to do is maybe break up, you know, if if anyone else has them, they're welcome to do it too. But you know, my little uh, Inductrix and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know, let people test it out themselves, see what it feels like to trying to fly.
1: Yeah, yeah. Any way to just promote. Their event, like you know, the the fall festival plus, Promote RC is gonna be great. So. Awesome.
6: Oh yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Nice, my my RC week.
1: Okay, how's that motorcycle? You still riding it?
6: The damn motorcycle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. well, the, well, damn the
0: damn
1: motorcycle. motorcycle
6: I'm still working on uh the S ninety the 1965 motorcycle is doing awesome. Put an air filter on it today. I, I've actually continued on my old crap, you know, purchasing and re- refurbishing with the uh, drill press, and I've got an old, early 80s-era rototiller I'm working on.
0: Should we expect to see videos of the rototiller on Facebook?
6: (laughs)
3: Yes. Oh, Oh, boy.
0: (laughs) Clogging up my feed?
5: That's the plan. (laughs) That's like a couple of minutes I can never get back. You know that, right? (laughs) I don't know what Facebook
0: is trying to say, but it really promoted your drill press, to me, anyways. I haven't seen it. So say,
5: like I don't five know. Times
1: it keeps
3: popping up. <laughs> I keep on yeah. getting.
6: Yeah, the i I don't I know think- because it kept getting uh, likes and and comments or what, but yeah, it it never it didn't it didn't get off my feet either. I was kind of getting frustrated myself.
1: I still don't yeah. see it though. <laughs> Anyways, um, all right, awesome. All right, so let's uh, let's talk about our main topic here. So, well, how how did you start Heli Freak? Like, what was the the brainchild behind that?
2: Uh I'm just gonna be hundred percent honest here guys, all right? Sure. All right. What happened was this. Uh the uh, C Spec PS came out. And uh we all flew Nitro then. Bert did too. Uh, you know,
4: the fly it. With OS I mean, engine. We, well, for those that have no idea what you're saying, that was an OS engine. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you.
3: <laughs> yeah. Thanks,
0: Bert.
4: Well, it had a, it
2: had a pump, and we most people went to the Klein setup, Klein regulator setup that uh, was provided to us, fortunately by a individual that was really good. Bert can talk about that. But anyway, we Bert and I, Marcus, Kim, Henry, Caldwell, Eric Larson, uh, Ernie. Uh, who else? A ton of us used to get together and fly together all the time, like two or three weekends a month. I mean, we we went flying every single weekend. Yeah. And uh, a buddy of ours, Shannon Davis, was doing some cat eye mods on these carbs because they weren't getting enough fuel at mid range, and it was causing them to run lean, burning up, and it was really bad, especially for the guys who could actually fly, like Bert. And uh, I was shooting some videos of him, and we put them up on Run Rider. And oh, I
4: couldn't fly. I couldn't fly back in those days. Well, well, thank you though, but I sucked then. Jesus. <laughs> oh, ah, yeah, you didn't suck nearly as bad as I did. No, I'm so. so
5: sick of hearing I mean, Bert say that every time he flies. He's like, man, we i have,
2: suck. We no. had, diff-
4: we had, <laughs> we had, different, de- we have different degrees of sucking. The one, the <laughs> the ones that was were killing it was Henry. Um, uh, what's his name? Larson was killing it. Remember, he yeah, was awesome. Also- yeah.
3: great.
2: Anyway, right.
4: sorry to interrupt. Keep going. Sorry, sorry. Uh, well, anyways. So
2: I, I shot, I went and bought a professional camera, you know, where I had an IT company then and I had some money. So I bought a pro camera, uh, and I filmed some of these cat eye mods and with Shannon, like, you know, doing the mod with the files we threw an eye loop, you know, we did all this crazy stuff and, you know, Shannon flew miniature aircraft helicopters. I think we all did. I mean, didn't we all fly miniature at some point there, Burt?
4: Yeah, I mean, they was were like the, it, the, that was the were, leading brand back in the day, no doubt. They, they were great.
2: Yeah. They were U.S. made. We were trying to support the U.S. that kind of thing, and just all you know, Henry was a, a sponsored by them. Eric, Shannon Davis had a deal with them. Like all you know, we all had parts, and we could keep each other flying because we all crashed a lot. I mean, <laughs> a lot. You think Burt crashes a lot now? You have no idea. <laughs> we used to go to the well, field where we had like 16 helicopters in one piece and we would leave with like maybe one or two still in one piece and flying. I mean, literally,
0: oh, damn. I mean,
2: Shannon used to bring like four himself and be, every one of them would be in a pile of parts laying in the back of his Volvo wagon, you know, when he left the field. So anyways, so I put the videos up on run Rider, and because miniature didn't advertise with him or blah, 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 whatever, he kept moving them around. So it was hard. And mm-hmm. Shannon calls me up one day, he goes, what's it going to take? to you know how what would it take to have our own site well and uh i'd already registered heli freak name because run rider sent so many notifications that it was bad with my work email and i just one night you know in some drunken stupor probably i uh, registered heli freak so i had some servers at a colo so i downloaded phpbb and i set it up and I called him back after about six hours of working on it. I said, log into helifreak.com. I mean, it's it, it's to your advantage when you run your own DNS servers, too. It makes changeovers quick. Yeah. So I did. And, you know, Bert's done a lot of web work, too. And he and I, we were shooting a lot of video, and I was producing a lot of video. Not great quality. I tried my best, you know. And I, followed, I started following pilots like Bobby Watts and people like that, the young guys like Henry, like Bert. You know, like a lot of guys, like Marcus Kim.
4: And for a long time, you were going to events with uh, with Dan, right? Uh, with with uh, with Dan and Slagle, and you guys were doing a lot of video to a lot of events, which yeah, is we... something that Ron Ryder never ever did. Not not back in those days. He kind of no. decided to get on the boat a little later, but uh, yeah, yeah, you guys, he, you guys he... started that.
2: He did. I'll never forget when he did. He called me up to say, to talk to me about it. And besides telling me that my script file that made you be logged into Helifreak, which is like 13 lines of, uh, uh, Pearl, believe it or not. Uh, and just checks for a cookie, you know, that's it. And a session ID. But anyway, uh, is how I got to be number one and stuff like that. He told me that he was buying a $200,000 camera. You know, he's asking me how much money I'd spent. And uh, truthfully, I spent about $50,000 on video equipment between Dan. Dan Dan can run up a bill on your credit card like you have never seen before. (laughs) I mean, the guy can. He likes HD equipment. He likes Max. And, I mean, you know, and he's good at what he does. So, I was like, what the hell? So, I bought it, you know. I talked to my wife at the time. And she was all down for it at first, you know, and uh, so we did that and we went to a lot of events and we tried to we tried to show like our brand of fun, I guess, Bert. You know, I mean, you you pretty much were one of the leaders of our fun. You, you know, I guess the you, hobby was kind of stiff. I mean, you, what you, you did.
4: Think? You did because you you weren't just doing a, a, a website and a forum. You were you were doing some kind of lifestyle within the hobby. It was all about having fun, hanging out and just having a good time. I mean, it, that's, that was the main, mm-hmm. I mean, those days are long gone. I'm not saying it's not fun anymore, but it, that, that was, that was really a really good, um, like good old time, uh, with the whole concept of Heli Freak. It was just kind of bringing, just creating a community within a community, um, kind of similar to what Chris is doing today with the RC Heli Hangout. But back in those days, you know, there was no social media, so, Um, so what you did back in those days was, was really, uh, really commendable, man. I mean, it was awesome. It was really a good time, really good group of people, pure old fun, you know?
2: It was, I mean, it was, we were living fun, learning, uh, friendship and mutual respect. I mean, we... Mm -hmm. You know, we had the jokesters. We did pocket bike racing. We did, <laughs> you know, crazy night flying. And Bert was one of the craziest night flyers there is. Remember that night when Andy Panacea was there and uh, you said something to him? I was like, nope, you did not hear that. You know, that was when Andy <laughs> first came around. I was like, he was Baltimore boys then. And, you know, was I was all a worried lot, about.
4: A, a lot of good times. A lot of good times. I don't know if you remember uh, Bercha Southeast and uh, my friend. My buddy Earl made this uh, night. Uh, we didn't have LEDs back in the day. We were just using glow, glow wire. And mm-hmm. my friend Earl made this uh, uh, thing for my canopy at night. And I don't know if you, I don't, were you there, Will? I it remember like it, Will. I was there. I remember, I remember. When they lit it up, and I'm just going to say, when they lit it up, the canopy looked like the perfect penis at night <laughs> with, uh, with its piss hole and everything. It was like, <laughs> no, we I'm, were like, good Lord, Earl, you did that
2: on purpose. He's like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. So he goes back to his camper and he comes out and brings me and Bert a couple of drinks. And uh, it was Red Bull and vodka. And he, I take a sip of it, and it was like all vodka, no Red Bull. And I took a sip. I was like, "Oh my gosh, he's like what? Too much Red Bull?" I'll never forget. That. I'll good never times, forget that. man. Like Those were good,
4: time. good times. Good old times. I remember flying you... penis. And, and, and that, but the, thing, the night, thing is, I
2: think Kurt hated the flying penis so bad. He flew his helicopter so high that we couldn't tell what was going on with it. And man, believe it or not, he couldn't tell what was going on. He could <laughs> going away, coming to him. I mean, once you turn the pee hole in, it looked like it was going away or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was, really <laughs> goes, he struggled, struggled to get this helicopter back. And believe yeah, it or yeah. not, it did, he did blade stop it all the way in because it died. It, you know, it was a nitro. So,
4: uh, yeah. it only was goodbye. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, so. it was, it uh, it was quite disorienting to look hill. at the penis in the air. It was definitely not very, uh, it was disorienting to look at the penis fly, <laughs>
2: for sure. Yeah. Well, I
1: don't think anyone wants to stare at a penis that long.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, he did bounce it in at the end of the field, and it did actually land on the field at max near that airplane that turned on the smoke that day, and everybody thought there was a battery fire. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some, yeah, dude, some other, yeah. But, you know,
4: it's the times <laughs> when the hobby wasn't as commercial, and it was just plain old fun. I'm not saying, again, that it's not, but it's – it's changed. It's changed a lot over the last ten years. Gradually, it's yeah, been mean, These were the
3: changing. days.
2: Well, it was the days, Bert. Uh, you know, and I'm just gonna say this, okay? Back then, if you flew for somebody, like I think Bert flew for miniature at that time, or somebody, I don't remember who. <laughs> yeah, it was. But, it was miniature. Yeah. yeah. miniature. You know, Tim Schoonard didn't say you're gonna do this, you're gonna do that, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do that. He'd come to events and bring a bunch of parts and he would have fun with you you know he'd hang out and like if his dog accidentally peed on somebody else's brand helicopter we'd all laugh about it and he'd laugh about it and it was fun he came to hang with us he didn't come to like order us around and tell us what to do
4: yeah it was there was a lot less drama and a lot less commercial yes for sure a lot of spontaneity that made it
2: really fun to be there and be part of it all Mm -hmm. correct no doubt. And I mean back then nobody really got paid. If you were sponsored, that means you got parts for your helicopters. And at, kids. Be-
4: at best. At that's best. I wasn't me. even getting I wasn't even getting parts way back in the day No, those you days. I know so that's right. That I, leaves- I was yeah. If you yeah. were,
2: that means you got like a discount. I think Bert got like 31% or yeah. something like that. And everybody else got like 21 or something you know, with Pimskinard. He was a little Yeah, tight. you were
4: getting a discount.
2: You were getting a discount. That was all there is to it, to it, to it. absolutely, funny. absolutely. I'm sure you remember this phenomenon, Bert. But every now and then, it'd be like, did a <laughs> you for something. I didn't even get anything, you know? And everybody would be like, yeah, my card got hit this week too, you know? And then we'd be like, I wonder what she's up to with that. And I won't say anything else other than that.
5: <laughs> well um how did how did you get it to grow so fast so big so fast or was it like a uh, i didn't come in until probably 2011 maybe
2: um well, it it's kind of the
5: back end of it so
2: i mean what what i did was this i gave back you know in that business model the members of my site are my product and my customers are the people who want to sell something to them so what I did that was different was I take I took like five easy ups and ten tables with me generators all that stuff to all these events I let people use them like the infamous Henry Caldwell auto under the easy up landing on the table that was my fuel table you know I'd provide fuel I'd provide tables for people to use easy ups music generators I spent a lot of money doing that and in fact Just today, I put an easy up up over Tony Whiteside because he's got lupus to shield him from the sun uh, while he's working so his lupus doesn't flare up. And that's one of those original easy ups I had. And, I mean, it delights me. That thing's probably been set up a thousand times. And what I also did was I followed up-and-coming promising pilots that had the right attitude, like Bert, like Bobby Watts. I remember when Bobby Watts first came to Birmingham – and he was flying like a scudo. in uh, the,
4: the ditch, yeah. How can so, I not uh, remember that? Yeah. Yeah, and we were like, wow, this kid's really good. I mean, remember. And he the, was like, and he was he was like 13 or something. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I no, know. He was this little kid, and he's like, he's like so shy. He's like, hey, And then he goes out and throws down on a flight. And I was like, dude, I'm putting your video up. The other kind of cool stuff we did too was Bird and Henry, CJ Jenkins. Uh, Marcus, Eric Larson, all these guys were really fun. You know, also, uh, Matt Bodus was one of the people who came. And Matt used to always oh, yeah. skate. I remember he'd always fly so close to himself that I would always cut, like, the crashes because we're, I was filming a lot of prototype stuff. And I'd cut, like, the safety stuff, you know, so the safety Nazis would get on. And I'd, like,
3: okay. call up Matt,
2: like, Matt, look, lo-, you know, click this link right here. I just sent you a PM. You know that's too close, dude. You're gonna hurt yourself. You know and stuff. Remember that, Burt? We'd all be worried about
4: Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and Matt, we love you, dude. But like, you still fly (laughs) a little close.
2: Turn very close. close. Turn out, not in. Turn away, not towards yourself. Out, not in. Out, not in. And (laughs) what they would do is we'd have what we'd call SmackDown contests and stuff where they would all line up
4: at a place and and
2: talk a ton of cash money shit to each other. And then buffed out some amazing flights. And if you, you know, I don't know if you can find any of my really old videos. They're like really tiny because limited bandwidth days and stuff like that. But, I mean, there's some really cool flights. I mean, Eric Larson used to always throw down some great flights, you know. Bird always never ceased to amaze. Ernie was great. You know, uh, all these guys, you know, I mean, remember Craig Gagner. Henry used to go around with his airborne and scare the crap out of everybody, including Marcus Kim's dad. You know, he loved getting Marcus Kim's dad, and he'd always say something funny like, "Yeah, those Orientals or some stuff." We're like, "It's Asians, dude." You know, unless they're Japanese or whatever. You know, and I mean, it just the whole thing was totally unscripted. It was kind of like controlled chaos, but it was so much fun. Yeah, it's all in yeah, fun. it was,
4: yeah. it was nice. And I mean, you
2: know, a lot. Of, Coming into the hobby, then Wayne Ellison, Doogie Ellison, you know the FAI guys. uh, What was that guy's name from Virginia? Charles Rosario would always come to our event. Charles is an amazing technical flyer. You know, uh, Mike. uh, uh, What's Mike's name who passed away? You know,
4: uh, oh Mike Swift.
3: Yes, of course.
2: Mike Swift, Swifty. You know, was amazing. I remember the first time I ever met him. He was sitting there, no shirt, no shoes, in the (laughs) barn at the Virginia event, and he's like who the fuck are you and what the hell's heli freak or whatever. And I told him, you know, and all that. And by the end of the weekend, uh, he was stopping by my trailer, you know, for, uh, some refreshments or whatever. But, uh, you know, it, <laughs> you know I mean, basically the back in those days, the biggest divide in helicopters was, you know, the FAI guys or the guys who like to fly a pattern with a helicopter, compared to the 3D guys, and they hated the 3D guys. They hated them. They were like, I can do that with my helicopter, too. And we were like, well, so what we started doing was, like Eric Larson, like Bert, like Henry, would imitate those guys flying. And then we'd all laugh about it, and then we'd be like, okay, imitate the 3D guys now. And you know what? Mike Swift tried, and Rosario tried, and stuff like that, but man, the 3D guys could imitate the FAI guys in just a regular flight, pretty damn well. But the FAI guys could not imitate the 3D guys. So I think we were all happy that it kind of got some respect for the 3D guys. I guess you know. What do you think? Yeah,
4: man? because because for the people that don't know, way back in the day, uh, absolutely. And this is before my time, but Will obviously was around in the hobby when this was the case. Yeah, 3D wasn't like uh, anything that people looked up. To. I mean, people were mesmerized to see Curtis do his first inverted hover, you know, twenty some five years ago. But people weren't really at, like that. Wasn't the thing people like right. looked down on 3D? Didn't they? Well, they did. I mean, they were yeah, yeah, they said it was scary. I mean,
2: even Curtis, the the if Curtis couldn't have flown killer FAI like he could he would have been shunned too like all the up and coming 3D guys you know because it's hard to fault Curtis you know if you can't do a clover you ain't shit you know and nobody can do a good clover but Curtis so you know uh, so you know when Bert and all these guys came up they had a lot of you know they go, we go fly at airplane clubs and they throw us out we actually got thrown out of black sheep club at one point because <laughs> Will James brought these crazy 3D dangers guys in there. And it took Wayne Ellison and some of the guys there at Black Sheep that, and Charles Anderson, I mean, Charles uh,
4: Davenport, who owns the field, still does, uh, to help keep us in there. And, yeah. And then it ended up being one of the best, most fun events in the Southeast, really, the Black Sheep yeah, event. Yeah. It was definitely fun.
5: Yeah. So do you think that was the biggest help to push Heli Freak to make it where it, where it, I'm going to say was not is just because we all kind of think agree on it that it's not the same. Um, yeah, you think it's, it was a lot of the pilots and the uh, and the fun flies together.
2: I think in the beginning, and you know what I was getting to about Mark. You know, we shot a lot of video and we shared fun and branding, cool and fun is how you win in any marketing battle. Yeah, you know, that worked. The thing is, though, our group everybody thought it was such a click and stuff and that they were intimidated by us. You know, when Bert and people like that started getting really good and professional, you know, and started gaining a lot of notoriety as pro pilots, they were like, well, these, you know, they'd come and not want to talk to us or not even show up. And then talk online about how Bert snubbed me, you know, or whatever. And I can tell you firsthand, that was really never the case. You know, all our group was totally approachable. You know, I mean, I, you know, I had a, a pretty bad relationship at home, you know, I'll be honest about. And, you know, I started drinking really, really heavily around 2007, 8, something like that. So I kind of checked out of that. You know, I worked a lot of days and I tried to give back to the people. That's what I did differently than other people is I gave back. You know, I tried to share the experience with people by giving things away, by uh you know, holding events by doing things that the other guys didn't do. I remember yeah. when Mark Rock called me and told me he was buying like $250,000 camera. I told him, I said, dude, my, you shooting videos is not going to make you any money. I can promise you. I've already been there and done that. I mean, you can spend a million dollars for a camera. It's still not going to make you any money. Yeah. And uh, I'd say he'd probably agree with me now. You know, I'd like to <laughs> talk to him. The other thing is people always thought Mark and I hated each other. We really didn't, you know, I think we had a pretty good relationship going. Uh, I think we both—I had super bad alcohol problem. I think he had some issues in himself. But the bottom line is this: you know, run rider helped tremendously to grow this hobby. All right, and I kind of did something I did like 180 degrees different than he did, and that's what our group did. So we helped build the hobby. What made put hella freaking critical mass was the day that. I saw Finless Bob videos. He started out rebuilding micro servos for like 3D foamy or something. And I approached him. I said, listen, Bob, I want to host your videos here. And all that. He's like, no, no, I already have a deal worked out with Mark Ryder. You know, I'm going to do that. And eventually Mark I don't, did something to uh, alienate Finless Bob. And Finless got in touch with me and said, hey, man, let's talk. And so he called me up. And I agreed that day to host all his videos as long as they're relevant For, you know, as long as they're relevant. And they're still on... And Finless Bob videos, you know, the guy cranked out like 1,800 videos. Yeah, he has a lot. I I mean, I did pay for a lot of his equipment. I did get the equipment for him to do because Finless... Only makes like one hundred thirty five thousand or more a year, you know, and he can't afford to buy helicopter stuff.
3: <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> he
2: afford to buy motorcycle stuff, though? But that's you know beside the point.
3: <laughs> so anyway,
2: I got him all this stuff, and I sent him pro video equipment, and he is he and the people I associated with in the business, like Bert, uh, like the big, like Bobby Watts, like you know, Finless, like uh, Tony Whiteside, like all the guys that flew for a lot of people and helped all these companies with developing better crown gears, developing better drivetrains. Matt Bodus is one, too. My relationships with those guys really helped me along. Thanks, Bert. by the way, you know. And, no, dude, uh, no, I've been doing no, nothing. You no. did
4: it all to yourself, really? Uh, not your really, up. no,
2: the people are what did it for me, you know. People liked me and they believed in what I was doing just like you guys. Like when we'd have Helly Freak events, who are the guys putting the killer prizes on the table? And, uh, you know, people who say they don't go to an event for prizes, they're probably telling the truth. But i tell you what, man. You got a table full of awesome kick-ass stuff. People are going to come there and buy a raffle ticket and try to participate in that. It's always fun to win stuff, you know. Absolutely. It is.
5: It's always talking mean, afterwards.
2: Is what was in the raffle, me. you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and Bert is somebody who'd always send us tons of cool stuff. You know, uh, Brian James, Ron Lund. You know, uh, we were. Uh, you know, I was really blessed in that respect. I was. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we would kind of us guys from back then kind of stuck together and tried to help each other get through the thing. I know we've had our ins and outs of times, but. If it wouldn't have been for that, Bert, I mean, it'd be hard to get to like you are now as a manufacturer, you know. I mean, it takes every piece of the puzzle, everybody that you can team up with to get from point A to point B, you know. Uh, well, I I, I, so I I, it's
5: everybody helps each other and everybody climbs the mountain together. I mean, it kind of seems like, you know. One couldn't have done it without the other. It seems like, you
4: know. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't agree with them more. Like, it does take a team effort, and, and it and that's the beauty of this industry. This industry is somewhat so different than any every other industry in the sense that um, there's not a whole lot of, uh, I don't know. It, I mean, there's always, like you said, Will. There's there were issues from time to time. I mean, there's always drama and there's always things going on. But in the end, we were all pretty tight crew, and even it didn't matter if you fly this brand or that brand, or if you did this or that we all really got along and in the end we helped each other to in one way or another, you know?
3: Yeah.
2: So we did. Mm-hmm. When the chips were down, we all came together. And well, I mean, I, you know, the things that happened behind the scenes, like, you know, we'd be comparing helicopters when the guys started getting sponsored and, they, you know, we'd be talking about the fault of one and somebody who's flying something else we'll would be like, uh, you think that's bad. Watch this, man. Come over <laughs> here. while <watch laughs> looking. Watch, watch what happens when I pull full negative and full down on this sucker, man. Boom, you know.
3: Yeah. I mean
2: yeah. what people don't realize is that these pros can blow up anything, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, the trick the trick to putting on a good performance is not blowing it up. That's the hardest part. Because the flying the three D flying progressed so far. Uh, over the years that there's no there's no piece of equipment that could ever survive the thrashing that somebody like bert or tony or henry marcus eric Larson all these guys can put on a helicopter you know yeah. all these kids i mean it's making it, it survives the hard part not making it <laughs> beating it
5: how many people um how many members did you guys have like in, in its prime
2: like i'm i i could not even tell you man i For me, it wasn't about how many members I had. It was about the love that was shared between all of them. You know, it was about, I'm a feeler kind of guy, you know. Everybody who knows me knows that.
4: But you had a lot of members, Will. Yeah, we had a lot. Yeah, you grew this from nothing to like the, the probably the, I wouldn't even say probably, to the number one forum. Because I... As much as I don't have anything against Mark Ryder, I get along with him fine. I think he's, he's okay. But but I don't think Ryder did what you did and, and will ever get accomplished yeah. accomplish what you did in terms of uh, the, the overall feel of visiting helifreak.com back in your day. Yeah. Um, you felt like you were at ease with making a post or commenting or disagreeing with somebody. You, you weren't being trolled around. I mean I remember, dude, countless of times that if I remember I went, the dampers. <laughs> Well, I mean yeah, if I went to, Mark, if I went to Ron Ryder and I made a post and for some reason I mentioned any of the brands that I used to fly for or represent. It was an automatic like delete or a band or a removal. Whereas mm. you were really oh, good geez. about that. Like you recognized if it was really a plug. Or if it was really a genuine, you know, comment and you yeah. if it was genuine, you let it go. You know, I didn't um, really delete anything. You know, that's uh, deleting is worse
2: than It's and, better not and, to delete. You know? and, and, it, I do it definitely, and I it, it
5: definitely like Bert said it had, like I said, I remember getting into it, like I said, you know, fast forwarding to the you know, near the end of your part of it was um, like you said, I was on both sides. The heli freak seemed a lot more comfortable to be a part of and like I said I don't know why it just I always leaned toward going to Helly Freak. like I said the answers were better the and it was probably the same people bouncing back and forth um,
4: and it was a lot and, and will and will makes a very valid point he he didn't he never ever deleted anything because I I think and I don't remember the instance and I might be way off on this but I think I do recall asking you will uh to delete something or remove something or whatever and you're like no 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 i'll never do that like you were really adamant about no matter what it was no matter whether you knew it was incorrect even you helped you withheld your personal feelings and opinions when it <laughs> came to which was, was commendable true. i mean that's that's yeah, really absolutely. that's a really good and honest thing to do you know so well, say, i can fast forward something.
5: to today or you know a year ago i haven't been on heli freak in a while, but. Um, it's definitely changed. I mean, we can talk about that in a couple minutes, but like you said, what you were saying is they don't delete. You know, you guys didn't delete. You
2: kept it real. Yeah, There's no mm-hmm. what it is. And, we um, tried. We tried. Yeah. I mean, it was hard because as the hobby progressed, we had uh, pressures more and more. The pressure got greater and greater to cover things up or to. Yeah. lean, you know, make things uh, look like they weren't. And it, it's always a constant struggle, you know. I saw, you know, with with my sight, I could do whatever I wanted. But, like, all my friends, like Bert, for instance, I mean, the pressures that these guys have on them is really unfair. And for... For what they were getting out of the hobby, Bert, you had to love what you do, and you still have to, to put up with that shit. Because, I no, mean, I some did. of it was just so preposterous that we'd we'd close the door of my camper or one of our campers, and we'd imitate people and make <laughs> fun of them and just be like, can you believe... I mean, would this fly anywhere else on the planet? Would this actually even be able to take place without you know the walls and roof melting on top yeah. of this you know because it's so so against everything that that's that truth logic you know common sense yes. uh decency all that i mean th- i mean this hobby can be a dirty 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 it, business it, and it, the it still happens
5: on- now it's just happening on facebook that's all it's it's yeah. not yeah, as- I mean, pressure on these guys, but it still does
2: happen. I mean, it's, it's a lot of pressure. I admire Bert. Somebody who's been in it a long time, just like Matt Botas. But, you know, I think Botas is more guarded than Bert is certainly, you know, you guys know how Matt is, you know, and all that. And uh, I mean, it's just a defense mechanism that he's built up. You know, I, I admire people like Bert who have been able to look at all that stuff and be like, nah, 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 I'm just not going there. I'm just going to do me and be me. And It's tough, you know, it's tough. I mean, it washed Tony out, you know. Uh, Tony still loves Hellies, but, man, you know, the establishment. Uh, well,
4: you know, I know um, Tony, Tony had it really rough with, as you would call, or we would call it, the establishment. And yeah. I had my, uh, my taste of it uh, for, uh, I'd say for a change, because it's been a while that things have been running smoothly. But I had my own taste of it not long ago, right after Urchin so you know uh some people might know what i'm talking about others don't it's not a big deal but yeah man it's i agree with you it goes against it's tough it's tough you gotta tough it out you know it's too much love for the hobby because you know even if you do it as a business will you know for a fact having done this as a business there's not really hardly any money to be made i mean please you know yeah it, it's it's all i'm very it's all about loving that.
0: it
2: huh? my girl i I'm, I'm out at Cheddar's and I've missed the whole meal and all that. And my girlfriend just came out and she was kind of like, well, uh, uh, I'd love to join you guys again. And I appreciate, I love talking to you again, bird. It's been way too long. I'll try to give you a jingle here before long. I'd love, I appreciate you guys having me yeah. and, uh, I, next time I'll try not to do this. Uh, you know, it's, it's been a really trying day today. I have to go yeah, in for worry. some, surgery on Monday, but yeah. Put am up and it's going to be tough but uh anyways thank y'all very much and uh oh, thank you uh, yeah thank if, you for coming on I, I, I'd love to, to chat with you guys anytime
1: yeah Definitely. I'll reach out to you and we'll let's uh let's do this again
2: yeah we'll that all right. thank you I'm sorry to have to cut things short nah, no no problem right. Will
1: That's quite <laughs> <right>. <laughs> so many good stories I love it
4: sharing uh, stories the yeah, old I days mean,
1: I could just be a fly on the wall and have you guys just do the whole <laughs> show for two hours um I'm good with that.
4: <laughs> oh, man, I thought I think that brought up a lot of memories on him because he was like remembering a lot of stuff I totally had even forgotten. Like, no
0: right. offense, but we could do the top ten with Bert. Yeah, let's do a Almost top ten Bert with Bert. Let's talk about something else. I
6: I'm I'm still here too. Fred's still oh, Fred. here?
1: You already did your top ten, Fred. Maybe we'll have Chris do it too, because he didn't do his top ten. I guess at this point, I mean Bert, do you have anything else you want to kind of say about Will or Helly Freak before we move off to the main topic here?
4: Um, I mean, if you want me to, I just don't want to really get into the whole topic of what happened, why yeah. he sold it. No, no,
1: no. He his... can talk about that. We yeah, yeah, yeah. How about this? You've been Let's on Freak for sale a long time. For
5: another for the next episode. Yeah, yeah. You if know, he like, wants to
1: talk about it. How about
5: yeah. like a good? What's the best?
1: Um, yeah, give us the best Helly Freak
4: story or best yeah, memory yeah, off of a Freak. Yeah. That's there's just so many. Or of something them. about <laughs> hardcore, or, you know, like the. There's just so many stories, though. <laughs> I um, okay. So just like a very brief overview of my uh, my view on Hilly Freak was, um, like we were talking before with Will. Like it, it it was just it was just every time you went to an event and Will was there, it was like an immediate like smile from ear to ear because you knew you were going to have fun because it was contagious. Okay. And I'm not saying it was all Will, but I'm not saying he's not you know, fun to hang with, but it was, it was just the whole atmosphere, the whole environment. And, and the fact that you knew that whatever happened, um, he was going to back you up, up, support you. But on the other hand, you kind of had to walk a fine line because you knew that if something went wrong, he wasn't, if somebody went on heli freak, if you did something stupid at an event, for example, and somebody went on heli freak and made a post, he wasn't going to sugarcoat it. He wasn't going to delete it. And, you know, that could cost you a sponsor, you know? Yeah. So, um, right, right. there was a particular time when, uh, this is probably about 12, 13 years ago, I was, we were in Florida near my house now, coincidentally. At the time, it was far away from me, but um, now it's ironically like 10 minutes from me. We're at this flying field that, that's near here that was um, pretty close to where the miniature aircraft factory was. And this guy, Bobby Smith, showed up and he had a uh, miniature aircraft Stratus. And I was flying a logo at the time, and I was all excited with my logo and everything. And Bobby Smith is like, you want to fly this, uh, this Stratus? is awesome. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, I didn't like to fly other people's machines, but I was really like eager to try this thing because it was like a 90-size machine, very mm-hmm. powerful, whatever. And uh, next thing I know, I do some kind of move with the tail and the cyclic or whatever, and the freaking thing exploded in flight. Oh. Completely exploded. And Will was videoing it, I think, and then. Um, <laughs>
3: nice.
4: But at the end, Will was kind enough to not post the video or something. But then this guy Bobby Smith went on uh, on uh, on Heli Freak and Ron Rider and made a post about me exploding his machine and all this and that, and kind of blamed it on me. When, in fact, sure, I probably wasn't as smooth on the sticks as I am today, but it was in fact uh, a build flaw and a machine flaw at the time not necessarily a pilot flaw right. and will will stuck like he actually was he, it, i always felt like even though he was trying to be fair and uh and 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 do the right thing and 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 stand by the truth he i always felt like he had our backs when things like that happened so it was just, it's just a really good overall feeling to to hang with those guys and be a part of that heli free crew and then, you know, like Chris and the RC Helly Hangout guys do, you guys don't take shit. You know, if somebody goes there and tries to become a troll, um, you shut them down pretty fast. And and I feel like Will used to do that um, very quickly. Like he would just put people in their place right away. Criticism is always welcomed and accepted. And uh, and and everybody's entitled to their own opinion and to their agreements and disagreements. But um, disrespect and 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 troll behavior was never accepted and and right. that was good you know that was really good because he used to put people in their place so um not necessarily by deleting the post but by um making a comment himself or one of his moderators like he encouraged you know a really good environment a good atmosphere so and and you know it, 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 to do that on facebook nowadays is, is not so difficult because most people have their own. Not everybody, but ninety-five percent of the people on Facebook are showing and revealing their identities. But you know, right. in a forum, uh, you know, a lot of the keyboard experts hide behind their, uh, you know, their Your their scheme, handle, man. their username. Yeah, of Your course. Alias, so, man. so it was it was far more challenging, or it is to to this day, I'm sure, to to forum moderators. It is far more challenging to to encourage uh, the good behavior, you know, if, if I guess if you could call it that way, than yeah. it is for somebody like Chris to encourage that on Facebook. Because for the most part, people on Facebook, uh, it seems like they uh, reframe or abstain themselves from from making uh, bad posts simply because their names are attached. And when they do, they do it. I'm not saying that that's the norm. But for the most part, when they when they do, they do it in a more, Polite, or I guess you could say, uh, you know, respectable way. I guess you could say. Yeah, as they know, there's
5: a lot of people watching them, and they can know who they are. That's what they look like and where they live. And
4: (laughs) exactly, exactly. So, but, but, um, but you know, I, I kind of miss the, 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 the. the, To a degree, I do miss the heli freak of back in the day because it was really a nice um, centralized place for information where everybody got together and hung out and. And, and and not not to not to say anything negative about facebook cuz i think what you've done uh, chris is is really good you have a i know i've said it before and it sounds like i'm sucking up to you but i i really honestly wow. believe that <laughs> yeah because i've commended him i've given him compliments cuz i think it's a really cool idea it's a really good deal when uh-huh, he's got going great. Mm-hmm. but but on the other hand unfortunately facebook doesn't have the same it, it, it has some some issues, uh, you know, in terms of the platform itself, Facebook in itself. You know, the chronological, yeah. it, yep. nothing yep. is shown in chronological order, and you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know what I mean. So I can't believe they're not changing any
5: of that. Like, as big as this has grown so fast, you know, Facebook that there's that as a moderator of a site that you can't make it its own web page in the site,
4: like. And it is so stupid. I agree because yeah, you know, I mean, it's so I, easy I, to do for him. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. I know. I hate the fact that, you know, if I go to the, if I don't go to the hangout and five, six days, which has happened before, and I want to look up certain things where I see a post it's happened many times where I see a book. Po- Cause I, I have my email notifications disabled because otherwise I get too many freaking emails. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I use the actual notifications on Facebook. But after a while, they kind of go away because there's yeah. so many of them. You can't find them. Right. So I've, it's mm-hmm. happened where I've seen a post just browsing through stuff. And I'm like, oh, I want to go back and read that or like that. And I yeah. just got sidetracked, and then two days went by, and I'm like, "Holy crap! Where the hell did it go?" Can't find and it. Yeah, as yeah, it's buried like 150 posts down. You know, I actually
5: had that problem today when I yeah. I put up a post on the site the other day about, "Hey, anybody want to ask Will James something?" So at five o'clock today, I get home from work, and I'm looking. And I said, "All right, I'll just go back and read through it, and literally just ask him off the th- site or off the you know off the group." And I can't find it. I even type my name in. I type yeah. keywords in. I can't find the post. <laughs>
1: It's they a, need to you know, make it like they need to make a save for later button, you know, so you can like That's save true, it yeah. and go to a queue later and look yeah, at all it, the it, posts that you save. But
5: it's just they could do it so much easier. Like I said, if you I would even pay it like a website, you know, pay for my RC Heli Hangout web page inside Facebook and then I can build it and design it. And You know, I don't know mm-hmm. why they don't do that. Maybe they're d- gonna do it, but <laughs> if they're listening, please do it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I got some friends at Facebook. I should reach out to them and see if they can put that in as a feature request.
5: Yeah, give uh, – what's the name again? The guy owns it? Um, give him a call. And Zuckerberg? See yeah, give Zuckerberg a call for us and say, man, the Hangout needs a better layout.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> but, I mean, back in the day, wasn't, uh, wasn't Facebook um, uh, showing chronological order when it first started? I think it was, wasn't it? I
5: th- they changed it about a year – two years ago. They changed it. They did a major change. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't Carla. Like, if it um, if you posted, it went to the top, and then if someone else, it kept the highest amount of posts replies back. And now they changed it. Most recent reply. Yeah, I don't even know what it is now. It's some kind of algorithm they came up with to bring them up to the top. Because I get some on the site that are three months old, and I'm like, oh, cool, look what just happened. I'm like, man, that's and it says nine minutes ago, but someone else posted on it, you know, two days ago. I'm like, well, this is crazy. Right.
3: Right.
4: It makes no sense, and it seems to keep changing. It, it's almost like the Google, you know, the Google algorithm that those Google guys use for their search terms and things like mm-hmm. that. It's almost like that. I bet you money, keeps changing and changing and changing.
1: I bet yeah. you it's some type of like an SEO platform where they're just constantly modifying it and trying to make it better, if not worse. So.
0: it's artificial <laughs> intelligence.
3: Yeah, I'm the robots you, are taking over.
0: They are. When they figure out that man wants to shut you all them off. They're going to be coming at you. Yeah. And, and I'm telling you, we're going to be, uh, taking our, ourselves to court and suing the shit out of Microsoft for pushing freaking windows yep. 10 on my computer. <laughs> my lovely um. computer. Sorry. I didn't mean, sidetrack.
5: So there's, there's, there's still, I mean, you know, a lot more. There's, there's so much stuff that we can talk, get to will with again, do like a, you know, part two, part three kind of thing down the road. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we could do a little recap quick. You know, he has since sold the site, of course, to RC groups, correct. You know, and it's definitely had a big change and I don't know if it's maybe Bert might know better. He's been around the long, you know, a lot longer than we all have, but I don't know if it's a forum thing, like all the forums are done or, and of course we're trying to bring it back just to see if it's going to work, but you know, or if it's just the like I said, is it a RC heli thing dying or is it a forum thing dying or, you know, like, is it after he sold it? Is that what changed something? Or, you know, what do you think on that one, Bert? I
4: think that in general, um, the hobby obviously is slower than it's been. Yeah. Um, so that's not a contributing factor. But I honestly, and I don't want to say I've played anything negative about the RC Groups people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because obviously they've created an incredible successful site with RCgroups.com itself. Yeah. But with all that being said, I think that there's something particularly unique about uh, running a website or operating or, or having a website, whether it is, you know, uh, a group on Facebook like you do, Chris, or whether it is a uh, heli freak or run rider, uh, having that being owned and operated by a true helicopter enthusiast makes a, a huge difference. Huge yeah. difference. Um, there's something about uh, and it's something that you can't touch or feel or, or see, but there's something that you can't qual- qualify or quantify that has a lot to do with the intent and the purpose of the site. And I and I personally feel that um, even though RC Groups is doing a good job at maintaining it and whatever, keeping it in check or whatever it is they need to do for day to day operations, they, they, it doesn't have the same um, feel that it used to have. And, and again, I think it has to do with the fact that will was or or is to a degree to this day a, a, a guy that really cared or cares about the, the hobby and helicopters so when you take that factor away from it it, it kind of reflects on on the website itself it really does and and, yeah. and and you know and and the ability of will to manage the site and find his own moderators and the people that he trusted to run it and run it with enthusiasm and, and the same vision that will had that, that's all gone so i'm not saying it's a bad side but it just doesn't have that same uh you know, it doesn't have the same spirit. And I feel like every time I go there and I try to make a post, I feel like I'm about to get slaughtered by the haters. You know, again, like I said before, I feel like as much as everybody's completely entitled to their own opinions. Um, at the end of the day, you know, if there's no respect, uh, and that, that's one one of the things that Will was really adamant about. Um, and he mentioned it during the interview. He said something to the effect of, uh, what was his slogan? Something about, uh, friendship, uh what else was it? Something else in mutual respect. I can't remember and I apologize for oh, yeah, yeah. the exact slogan, but, but that was his motto and, and it and it showed and, and I it and that's not the case anymore with RC group's owned uh Heli Freaks. So Yeah, there's
5: no personal touch versus a business touch, I guess. Yeah, you know, they, they both have their good place, but like you said, it's we're we're a small enough community where we'd rather have the personal, you know input and you know connection I guess to the you know to the faces behind it I guess mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely well cool hopefully we can get him back and do a part two or you know we definitely because he's got the whole camp hardcore thing where they had their own field going and you know they put a bunch of money I know into that field and nets and you know heard it was yeah. a pretty cool place and I'd like to get his opinion on the the new heli freak I don't know if he's allowed to talk about it and you know, not to hurt, like I said, not to hurt anybody. Just curious to see what his um, thoughts were on it. So, sure, yeah. Keep that for the next one and um, go from yeah. there.
1: Yep, sounds good. So, yeah, we'll definitely get him back on the show. I, I, I really enjoyed <laughs> Will and Bert's banter back and forth about all the memories <laughs> coming back. That, that's, that's just awesome. So, yeah.
3: yeah, Um
1: All right, let's move on to our top ten section now, Chris. Since you weren't here when we first started this, or yeah. And and Bert, you haven't done this yet. We're going to kind of go through these top 10 questions and have you guys just kind of answered on the spot. So um, there's no right or wrong answer. There's no, no right or wrong, but you better say no. <laughs> no, there's no <laughs> right or wrong at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you might get the buzzer, but it doesn't mean you're wrong. But no, no. Um, yeah, Actually, there is a wrong answer this.
0: when you say uh, I'm both of them.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's go uh, – the first question, pinch or thumb? I'm definitely a thumb. Thumb. And I can,
5: I can actually uh, um, answer Berts cause I know he's a thumber because at Spring Fling, I think – I don't know if it was your first or second flight or something like that. And he said, yeah, it sucked. I was a little nervous or I he said it. And he showed me his thumb, and he was bleeding
1: <laughs> from the oh, <laughs> from the what? V-bar.
5: Has, he got the, you know, the really – the new pointy –
1: Oh yeah, um, the really spiky balls. ones. Yeah, mm-hmm.
5: he literally had if, eight little blood oh pouring no. down his thumb. <laughs>
4: if my if my thumbs don't bleed after a hard flight, it means I'm not flying hard enough. No doubt.
3: Okay. Mm, wow. <laughs> wow. I know. I know people that thumb
4: that uh, where their thumbs actually slip off or slip constantly um, in and out of the stick, like. Um, a, a friend of mine used to do incredible pure flips and he was doing this pure flips low to the ground. His name was Greg Martin. And uh, he quit the hobby a few years ago. But anyway, he um, he would do these pure flips and he was a thumber. And his thumb was kind of moving, like the stick was kind of like walking up, like, you know, like back and forth on his mm-hmm. thumb. And I'm like, I can't do that. I can't do that. If I'm thumbing, I, that thumb has to be an extension of the stick. And I have to feel the last freaking millimeter of stick travel so the <laughs> only way to do that is to get a really good grip on that stick and um that means that eventually the thumb's gonna bleed and that's all good so thumbs <laughs>
1: man,
5: I to more. I've, told people that. I've told like 10 people that and they're like no way i said i'm telling man he was pouring blood down his thumb wow <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right uh number two nitro or electric
5: oh shit um
1: both, um both. Ah, wrong. No, <laughs> <Get> uh, <able.
5: laughs> or gasser, or gas. Right. I'm. I'm all yeah, three. Yeah. I mean, I'm fueler. I, I literally know. every Electrons. time I fly my 650 nitro, I say, "Damn, that's my favorite helicopter." I'm going to sell everything else, and then I'll take my gasser out. and i will be like, "You know what? I'm just going to sell everything else because the gasser is so much fun." And then I'll take out my logo 700, and it's like, "Wow, this thing flies smooth." I'm going to sell everything else. So I'm, <laughs> I'm 100 all three. I don't have you know. I like, I love the feel of nitro a little bit better, but I do definitely fly all definitely three. Fly all three.
4: Nice. If you would ask me, if you would ask me that question eight years ago, obviously I would have said nitro. If you asked me that mm-hmm. question today, I'm totally with Chris on that one. I, um, I prefer electric just for the convenience, much easier Just go out there, plug it in and fly. But there's something really cool about the feel of the nitro that it's irreplaceable. So I just hate the maintenance, I hate hate changing bearings, I hate changing rings, I hate to go to the fuel and then, oh, glow plug is dead, shit. Yeah, it doesn't start. Yeah, I forgot to bring glow plug, so I kind of hate all the stuff that goes around that, but -hmm. there's something really cool about the sound and the feel of the nitro, no doubt. So I'm really torn, I can't answer it. We fail, I fail.
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) All right, number three. 550 or 700 size.
4: 700. Yeah.
5: I think 550 believe it or not. I don't know why I say that I own them all, but I tend to grab my smaller ones to just go everyday flying. So, and I think that's just cuz of pucker factor of crashing.
4: <laughs> and why would you pick 550? I'm just curious. Like why 550 or well, well, 700 instead of like why not I don't know, 500 I think, or Why not
0: 553? Or seven. <laughs> why not? Yeah.
4: Why not
3: three or seven? No, I think
1: um, I think Reiber put this in here to basically signify, um, which is going to come up to another question. But basically, like a success type of setup or a 12s type of setup, yeah. like big power, or small power. You know?
4: Oh, I got you, I gotcha.
1: Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be five fifty. It could be any smaller helicopter. You know, from say a micro to a, a midsize. But you know, is it, is it like small or you go cool like seven hundred kind of guy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Uh, this was interesting. Fly bar or fly bar less?
4: Fly uh, bar less. What's the first one? I don't
1: even know what that
3: is. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> What
5: is a fly? What is a fly one. bar anymore? <laughs> that was the first four bladed head. I thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. I
5: only owned one. I had a T Rex six hundred when I first. That was my first real helicopter, I'd say, and um, it actually flew really good and then I just converted over once I realized that yeah, you could, so
0: <laughs> yeah, Isn't that where you get drinks at the airport? The fly <laughs> bar?
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, boom! <laughs> <laughs> fly bars.
1: By the way, Kevin, I looked at that Kettle One bottle You didn't really drink much that Dude, night Dude, I had the company van
0: What <laughs> do you want me to get hammered? Hi yeah.
3: <laughs> No,
0: not uh, at all. <laughs> Okay. Let's you don't come. want me getting all liquor beaten when Bill's around because I'm going to wind up dragging him out into the street or something. That's what I wanted. I know. I know. You're I'm pushing my buttons.
1: <laughs> no. Okay. So, uh, let's my see name's here. not Jeff, dude. <laughs> you had to break him <laughs> up. Oh, my God. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> number five scale or 3D? Uh, yeah.
4: Definitely. No brainer. Yeah. No brainer.
1: Okay, uh, number six, strap or strapless?
4: I switched to strapless lately. <laughs> yeah. Wow!
1: Uh, did you switch to point the radio down like the these kids? These no,
4: no, I can't do that because I, I use my thumbs. Like I don't pinch, so that's a hard one. But mm-hmm. no, no strap, no strap. I used to use the strap. I don't use it anymore. Done, strapless, easy.
5: Okay. What about you, Chris? I definitely have to have a strap. I have no idea why, but I I fly so much different without a strap. But I don't rest my I don't rest the radio on the strap though. That makes any sense? I don't know why. Like if,
4: it's a mental candy cup, dude. Get rid of yeah. it. I had it too. I had it. Really? too. I got rid of it.
5: Yeah. I like I said, because I'm not dropping, I'm not fear of dropping it. It's just like I said, when I go to fly at lunch or something at work, and I'll just grab the radio real quick and go, and I'll be like, shit, I forgot my strap, and I notice myself flying a lot different.
4: Um, Actually, I keep why. the strap. You can wear a BK Serval strap. No problem. Very well. Good yeah. advertising. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I think it's a mental thing because I used to use a strap for years. Jesus, for like 10 plus years. And I always found myself like using it and then at times like not using it, like, you know, lifting the radio up a little bit. And I would always play with, like, the length and kind of make it work. And it would work for a while. And then, again, I would find myself, like, not using it because I was lifting the radio. So, one day, like, I don't know, four five, six months ago, I think it was before Virginia, I said, you know what, this is stupid. And I stopped using it. And it felt really weird. But after I forced myself not to use it for a while, then I just kind of, like, it just became just the normal things. So, I don't, I don't really miss it anymore. Yeah. So. I didn't realize
5: Kyle Stacey. I watched a couple of his flights lately at Urch and stuff like that, and he doesn't have one. I'm like, holy shit, he can uh. fly like that without it. I mean, no, no <laughs> and
4: he angles, radio he angles the radio. Yeah, he angles it way. He points it way, way down. down. Yeah. yeah, but he pinches, so it's a more natural sort of like a, way yeah. to yeah, yeah, to hold the radio. Yeah,
1: and it's funny because I wear a strap, but um, when I like go to the off chance where I forget the strap, I just I just hold it like like you know pointing down like that um because i pinch and it feels pretty natural too it's weird i wear the strap but i don't hook it up so <laughs> I, i'm really weird
5: nice. actually nice. no you really can't if you're trying to fly with the v-bar the v-control the strap's a total pain in the ass <laughs> it's my only well, V bar because it blocks the screen yeah like if you're looking oh, at true. a timer or doing something i'm always catching myself leaning my radio crooked as i'm flying
1: yeah, yeah, to, it does. either see
5: something no, or, you know, nothing
1: Spectrum, to be, too. It's just Jetty's really yeah. the only one that doesn't do that, right? Yeah. Put the screens on top, so. All right. Uh, number seven, coreless or brushless? servos. Coreless.
5: Uh, whatever Bert gives me a good deal on. <laughs> 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 coreless.
1: Yeah, yeah coreless. Uh, To me, I, I have I, them
5: all. I mean, I don't think I'm good enough to notice a difference or anything like that. I just...
1: I can't tell, yeah.
5: I know my wife can definitely... Attest to that one because she hates the little people when I'm setting them up every night and working on them. That the screeching noise from the <laughs> from
1: the buzz, got, the constant buzz from the
5: cordless, the buzz from yeah. She,
4: but the logo I think you. Cordless. I think you would notice a difference in speed, no doubt. I can almost okay. bet your money you would. Yeah,
5: maybe I don't know. We'll see. But <laughs> my logo, she doesn't mind when I work on the logo because that thing's like quiet. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: All right, let's see fuselage style or pot and boom. That's a tough one.
4: Is, is a goblin considered a fuselage? No.
1: Yep, yep. Full yeah, full I, canopy, you know, tail end. Well, in, I mean, uh, canopy But that's boom,
4: technically yep. not really a fuselage, is it?
1: Well, yeah, but that's what I mean, though. Like, that, that like, full fuse look, whether boom it's cover. a boom cover or actual boom like the goblins, or, you know, the pod and then, like, a stick sticking out the back, you know?
5: I, I actually, I always did the full, you know, the full cover all the goblins, of course, forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lately I just started flying. Um, I have two Mikados I've been flying, and I thought originally, I'd, you know, originally i originally like I don't like it because I can't see the tail as good, but um, I think now that my muscle memory is getting a lot better, now I know where I'm telling it to go, and it's go. you know, what I mean, if that makes any sense, you know, it's
1: no, no, you know where the hell he is, yep, yeah, yeah. I know
5: where I'm telling it to go as long as it goes, I know where it's at, so the, the tail mm-hmm. sight really doesn't bother me a whole lot anymore, so yeah, I say I'm 50 50 on both,
1: eh, you gotta pick one, come on. <laughs> um,
5: then I would go toward fifth because I, I truly like all the goblins. So,
1: <laughs> okay. All right. What about you, Bert? Um, like it? A, like, oh.
4: like I said, whatever the goblin falls under, what is the goblin? Yeah. Uh, yeah full boom. No, full, 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 full fusel- body, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Number nine 6S or 12S? 12S.
5: I'm going to say a 2S that I can put on. <laughs> <in> my- <laughs> Nitro. <laughs> <2S>.
1: <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, Chris. <laughs> Uh, but but the question is 6S or
5: twelve? I would say uh, I lean more towards 6S machines now for some reason. Again, late, just lately. You don't know, five fifty. Like a couple months. Yeah, five seventy. I really love a lot, and um, and that logo four eighty's got me flying the crap out of that thing. So, um, okay, I think I changed back and forth. So cool. I'm kind of neutral on every question. My wife calls here. that
1: a flip flopper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then the final question or final top ten is. Urcha or smaller events?
5: I'm definitely smaller event. Smaller
1: events. Yeah, yeah, I
5: love. Um, I haven't been to Urcha, so I can't answer that one yet. But um,
1: but you probably been to like? Have you been to any events with like more than eight nine hundred pilots?
5: Eight nine hundred? No, I've been pilots. Oh shit! No, we one, one was twenty four hundred pilots. Yeah, sure.
4: yeah, I think it was like thirty <laughs> nine
5: hundred last last year
4: at Urcha.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but we would <laughs> say fake your small events, but yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. Um compared to OHP is the biggest one, you know, that I've been to for the last five years. And it's good, but you know, of course, you know, if you're going to fly, the smaller events are you know, like I say smaller events, the less sponsorship maybe, or you know, less um business oriented fun flies like Springfling
3: mm-hmm.
5: was yep. probably my favorite. Um awesome. because you still have the same faces, the same crowd, mm-hmm. but with none of the you know, legalities or whatever you call it, you know, logistics behind the, to make a big fun fly. Right. Big, you know, like or Orlando. Um, but I would say small, definitely small for me. I think it's, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm getting ready to go up. Well, actually I can't say any of my secrets. So.
3: Yeah, Yep.
5: We're hitting a couple small fun flies here in the, in the next couple of months or next couple weeks. So, you know, a couple of small ones, and then we of course going to do Orlando and, yeah, you know, so
3: awesome.
5: low key, Ooh. they take Orlando without any sponsors where it's just fun and everybody hanging out in a good time with not having to worry about what their sponsors thinking about them or doing or, you know, yelling at them, you know, then, I, then I think that would be by far the best event.
4: Yeah. Um, I'm with Chris, like the smaller the event, the better it seems to be, the more fun you can have. No question about it.
5: I, I think, I don't know. I mean, you might, I mean, it's only been, you know, these smaller events now are starting to really take off, I guess. But yeah, I think that's going to be the, the future of our fun flies are going to be, you know, 100 or less pilots, but everyone just kind of having a good time, you know, flying at night seems like it's going to start taking over the spotlight and stuff like that. The Back to what Will was saying, maybe back to the controlled chaos, you know, kind of fun fly. So hopefully that's the way it turns. I don't know, maybe Mm -hmm. we can try to push that direction or, you know, because like I said, a lot of these big sponsors can't afford to do this stuff anymore to go out and spend, you know, like I said, Urcha, I can't imagine how much that costs you guys to do, Bert, but, you know, it's a, you know, I guarantee it's a, you know, no company's going out there and making a whole ton of money. I don't care if you sell well, fifty thousand dollars for the product, you're not coming home with a whole ton of money.
4: <laughs> you know, I, but, I agree. You're not coming home with any money. You're lucky if you break even. But you know, right, the
5: yeah, thing just, is, a big companies said they, they said they lost ten grand just to go out there. You know, but they do it. You know, so yeah, you know, maybe yeah. the smaller events will start taking over. That you know,
4: but you but you know, like like when urcha became as commercialized as it did, is because it was kind of like a requirement. They they had to do it. They were forced to do it because once you have 30 or 40 different companies and over a thousand pilots trying to all go in the same place, then unless you have a system in place to kind of keep everything organized and create levels and things like that and, 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 and the rights to use the center stage or the rights to, you know, put up banners and flags or, you know, you, you have to come up with a system in order for it to be fair to everyone. But I feel like now Urcha is due for a revamp because, you know, the last couple of years, and especially this year, Urcha has 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 shrunk to to the point where I don't think that the commercial aspect of it is justifiable anymore. Not at least at least not to the degree that that it is. You know, yeah. um, it's gotten way way too commercialized to where you know the center stage is closed at all times. You know, it's just it's not what the hobby's not what it used to be in terms of numbers. So it, it it's not necessary anymore, and I think people would enjoy it um, if it was a little bit more laid back, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm.
4: So, and just, say, you know, as
5: the spectators say the same thing, even like, you know, people that, you know, beginner, I say spectators, but just say guys that are, you know, that are going to go to fun fly and they're and they're just hovering at that point, you know, they're not going to go to an urchin expect to fly, but you know, you could go to like a spring fling and fly, you know, cause there's not quote unquote a center stage or, you know, where there's, um, you know, where the, only the pros are allowed to go. And you think if you fly near them that you're, you shouldn't be there something like that. You know, that's why I think the low key events are going to start growing because I think a lot of these newer guys getting into it or, you know, they're going to stay away from the big fun flies because they think you have to be a pro to fly there. So um,
4: this is true. And the ones that go, they don't go to participate and fly. They just go to watch. And yeah. And a lot of and times shop. They, for some reason. Yeah. And a lot of times they even feel intimidated to ask questions or hang out, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, small events are have always been more fun, and I think it will continue to be that way, especially now.
1: Awesome. All right, so that's our top ten. Thank you.
3: All right, nice.
4: thank you.
0: Hi, you've reached the Rochester Aero Modeling Society flying field. Please leave a message, and we'll return your
7: call. Hey, I just wanted to leave your message and tell you that we need to work on the promo for the, uh, you know, the heli event that's coming up. Wait, wait, wait. Hello? Hello? Who is this? You're not the real Arnold. I am the real Arnold. Yeah, I'm standing right here next to Mr. Chris Rybert when you called. I know you're Mr. Funny Guy, you know, with all your jokes about, you know, the gummy beer of Candy Cornea and working out and, you know, the little helicopters. Well, I'm telling you, it's not funny anymore. Yeah, that's what any good clone would say. Oh, stop it, you idiot. You're a freaking ah! choir boy compared to me. Yeah! Listen, you're nothing to me. I'm going to do the promo for the Rochester Aeromodeling Society. Yeah, you know, it's the 15th Annual Northeast Helicopter Jamboree. It will be on the level. You know, Labor Day weekend, the first through the third, in Maestadon, New York, or however the hell you pronounce that. At the Rams Mastion on Field. If you want more information, you know, ramsrc.org. Yeah, well, you better pre-register and you better do it now. Yeah, you sound a little old to be Arnold. Of course I sound older than you, you idiot. I'm 70 years old. Age is just a number. And listen, I will be doing all the Arnold's from now on, you idiot. You won't be back. Come hear me. Hear me now. I will take my dumbbells and I will pop your head like it was a walnut, you idiot. I'm only going to tell you one time now. Nicely get to the chopper see you at the party
1: let's move to news and announcements news and announcements all right so Friends i know. polishing the freaking drill press
6: no i i uh, <laughs> I, I, <had> it muted. <laughs> I i was yelling it it was just muted
1: uh <laughs> All right, so I know Burt got some new news. You want to oh, yeah. go into a couple of things that you got?
6: Do I?
3: Yeah,
1: some new servos.
4: <laughs> Red servos. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got uh, – so we have a brand-new servo coming out. It's a micro servo designed especially for little machines. Don't try it on a 380. Don't try it on a 350. It, it, it might work, but it's not meant for that. Doesn't probably doesn't have enough torque for that. It's meant for the micro as I call it. Anything Mm -hmm. under 300-millimeter blades, 280s, 250s, whatever that is. It could be any of the Oxy series. It could be the new Fireball. It could be the Mini Comet. Anything that has small blades. So super fast speed. Not going to disclose the numbers yet because I'm making one last change. And if it goes through, it's going to be insane uh, speed-wise. So super high speed. uh, Same customer service as always we provide. Pretty simple servo in terms of, uh, you know, what goes on inside and everything else, so it should be very durable. Mm-hmm. Forty-four bucks—that's the retail price.
1: That's awesome! Wow.
4: And it'll be available, I believe, um, right at the end of this month. So we're talking two weeks out. Um, we're going to have some combos being done with the Mini Comet too, um, and with the Fireball. Since we obviously carry the Sab line, but mm-hmm. um, it works great for any micro. Just, and I think it would p- perhaps work really well for a, a, an older style small machine like like not necessarily under 300 millimeter blades perhaps like an old t-rex or something that that swings like sure. 325s i like think an old 450 mm-hmm. yeah something like that yeah yeah i just don't recommend it on a uh say like a, a bigger size like a like a goblin say 420 or something that's a little bit too much blade and too much disc for the servo because it just doesn't have that much torque but as far as tiny machines like it's 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 incredible it's it's got a really good feel to it i i had kyle i've been flying them for like three or four weeks now and i had kyle test his first set this past uh mm-hmm. sunday i think it was and and he liked them he was impersonating terek with them so yeah i heard about that i gotta
1: look up that video <laughs> that was so
4: cool <laughs> yeah we're having fun that was cool nice yeah.
1: Awesome. Okay. And then you also have uh for your switch rotor blades.
4: Yeah, so along the go along with the servos, we're doing the uh the switch two eighty three, not two eighty five, Chris, two eighty three <laughs> series. And yeah, I, don't uh, a, I don't
5: have a switch shirt yet, so I'm it's okay. Uh-
4: so it's, <laughs> oh my god. So I think it's a good it's a good size because um there's not a whole lot of options on the market for two two eighty size plates. No. and you know they work on an oxy stretched uh mm-hmm. again they work on the fireball they work on the mini comet i'm sure there'll be other models of that size coming up you know nice so, awesome yeah. yeah i gotta
1: Tool. get it set for my oxy i want to try that for sure yeah i'm definitely gonna and a set of it. your
4: servos um
1: you know i, I think the the three thousand these are three thousand twos right so three
4: thousand twos yeah yep
1: yeah. and uh, you know the three thousand ones they're great but yeah it's a I bet it's, it's a bit of an overkill for an oxy size, you know, for a And they're
4: plus. and they're pricey. They're pricey. They they, they have a yeah. lot of torque, though. Like, and that was the main focus with those because I originally designed those to work around the Goblin three hundred and eighty. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, I, they didn't actually need to have that much torque um, uh, when they came out, but thank God that they ended up having that kind of torque because then when uh, SAB decided to release the four hundred and twenty, they right. actually worked with the four hundred and twenty very well. And uh, they're one, I mean, I'm not saying they're the only servos, but there's one, there are one of the very few servos you can get on the market today that can handle the Goblin 420 very well. Mm Because the 420's got a really big disc for a micro servo. So you need as much torque as you can get. But uh, yeah. So, and the last news I have is the Mini Comet is going to be out on the 30th. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's uh the thirtieth is what. God, I shouldn't have even said that. I'm not been not authorized to disclose the release date until tomorrow. But whatever. Oh, well, it's well, fine. August.
1: The podcast won't be out till Friday, anyways. So. All
4: right. So the thirtieth of August is <laughs> yeah, the release awesome. date. So that, that's mm-hmm. a Wednesday. That's yeah. a Wednesday. Yes, that's yeah, two yeah. Wednesdays from tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Two Wednesdays from <laughs> tomorrow. Yes. So two Wednesdays from two days ago, to be exact, based on the podcast release really. date. <laughs> but. Awesome. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of excited because I think it's really freaking awesome machine. I think it's uh, completely I different different deal than the Fireball. I'm not saying the Fireball sucks, but it is just a different different deal. It you look at it and you're like, whoa, this thing is just beautiful. It's really yeah, cool. It looks amazing. Really yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. And you know, we get questions about like I think a lot of people I've heard people make comments. Oh, I'm not gonna get a mini comic because yeah, I don't do speed. Well, it's really not a speed machine you know i mean it it can fly very fast but it's really it's not necessarily a speed machine after all there isn't a freaking speed discipline for 280 millimeter plate helicopter right but um but it it flies really fast i think uh ugo ugo marcus um the swiss guy uh had his clocked at like 90 miles per hour so it is very capable of going very fast for such a tiny little machine yeah but it's also a great machine for like sport flying, 3D, you know, all kinds of stuff. Like I fly mine at low head speed um, for about six and a half minutes with a 1250 milliamp pack, and I fly it. Um, if obviously, if I fly really hard, I get a little under three. Kyle gets like two and a half. But you know, I think for the average pilot, even if you're doing 3D, you might be able to get four minutes or something, three and a half, four. So it's it's a it's a all solid right, yeah. machine for for all kinds of flight. So. What it's colors gonna, are going to be available? Um, there's a red and black, and then there's the, um, the yellow. The red and yellow, yes. Okay. So a yellow, a yellow and a red, basically. Okay. What I think is cool, I haven't crashed mine yet, but I know the guys in Italy have crashed theirs during testing a few times. And uh, what I like about it is it, it's not as cheap to fix as the fireball, no question about it, because the fireball is modular. So you crash, you break the canopy, you just buy a canopy, 14 bucks. You break the boom, you buy the boom, $9. You break this, you change this, but this thing is just a one, basically a one-piece machine, like a, you know, or or two-piece, the canopy and the boom. Mm-hmm. And even though breaking the canopy and the boom is not cheap, it is, it does save and preserve a lot of the internals. Because the oh, whole God. thing is like a big module that just bolts onto this fuselage, you know? Right. So, you might break, like, a blade grip arm, you might break your blades, and you might scuff your, your body, or maybe even break your body, but the likelihood of breaking internals is very slim to none. So even though the canopy and the and the and the boom or the fuselage, as I call it, is not as cheap as say the Fireball, the ease of repair is 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 up there. It's really really easy to fix. Um, very low parts count. Like Kyle actually buried like buried his. We were doing a video Saturday um, for the Mini Comet itself, and he decided to go fly. He's had a few cocktails. And obviously, you know, we're flying here at home, and, you know, it's not mm-hmm. like we're doing anything wrong. We just had a couple, and, like, he just started flying his little mini comet. And Bobby Watts was here. He was helping us do the video. And Bobby was like, shit, man, like, I, because Kyle plowed his so hard into the ground, so hard into the ground. It was ridiculous. And he was laughing. It's like, I shouldn't have had those drinks ahead of flying or whatever. <laughs> Man. And it was so, it was so cool because I was like, shit, like it's done. We can't do the video now. And we went out there to get it. And there was like absolutely no damage. Like there was a, uh, there was a crack at the bottom of the fuselage that just required, required some CA to fix really. And he's got a couple of scratches on the, ca- I mean, it was like crazy. He broke two servo horns, he broke the blades and I think he broke like, Something in the tail, like, I don't know what it was, but it was such a minimal damage that within, like, 15 minutes, we had it back in the air. And uh, I should take some pictures and make a post later, because yeah. it, it was crazy. Like, because that's what he flew later on in that video. And you could see that because this boom cracked a little bit, we were kind of rushing to fix it, his, his fuselage. And the fuselage, because of that little crack, was flexing a little bit. And his, his canopy wouldn't stay in with the Flex. So you can see in the video, once that video is released, probably end of this week or whatever, pay attention. You'll see his canopy. If you pay very close attention, it's got this big piece of, like, packing clear tape all around it to kind of hold it from coming off. So it was, nice. So it's a cool machine. It's uh it's durable. It's very pretty. And I'm really excited because I, I really enjoy flying it a, a lot. So I can't wait for people to get a chance to try it. So they're, awesome. they're coming
5: out with two different versions, right? Like the the combo, non combo.
4: Yeah. So the the regular machine, obviously, uh, either yellow or red, and then um, and then mm-hmm. we're gonna do um, and and the machine comes with machine comes already with blades, um, speed controller, and motor. So okay. you only need to add the servos to it. It comes with servos, the blades, fly-barless, too. Yep. Say servos, correct? Servos and 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 fly-barless. and 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 then we're also gonna offer. As part of Sab USA, a, uh, a full combo um, with with the new three thousand two BK servos and a three thousand five tail servo. So that'll be like pretty much turnkey at fiberless, and you're good to go.
1: Perfect, so. fiberless ready. Sounds good. That's your, you around what like five ninety, right? It's going to be with that with
5: the servos and everything. Five ninety, f- yeah,
4: five ninety with the full combo and four fifty with uh, speed controller and uh, yeah. and motor, yeah.
1: Ooh. I think I need to pick one of these up. (laughs) I got a pre-order. Awesome. Uh, Bill, Bill wanted us to let everyone know. Bill Ann or Bill Anthony, William Anthony, a.k.a. Death Pilot. Yeah, he got so many names now. Oh, sorry. I thought I was (laughs) muted. (laughs) (laughs) He wanted everyone to know that he has all this amazing content from Mercha coming to his YouTube channel. Bill Ann is his YouTube channel. Um, in the next few weeks, he shot over 400 gigs of video. So here's what's coming out next. So he has interview with Rich Knapp of Lynx Heli and Oxy Heli. Bert Camera of BK Design, BK Servos and Switchblade. And George Van Gansen of Scorpion Power Systems. So those wow. are going to be awesome. Getting some interviews from those guys. He also has videos of the new Protos, MSH Protos Nitro. Nice. And uh, the new Synergy 516. And this one, which I'm really interested um, in taking a closer look, is the Takumi uh, 700 heli. So that should be interesting. We talked about that just recently. Mm -hmm. And then besides that, I mean, you would think all that. Oh my god. He's still got more stuff. So you got a sort of videos like Matt Bodo's flying a 766 gasser, gas-powered helicopters conversion. Nice. He He has a flight of a of reese wyatt he's an eight-year-old kid from australia who puts it down like he he's an amazing pilot at eight years old it's insane he also has uh the flights from has got talent and i think this is the first year they did this which uh they're trying to get i guess non-sponsored folks to kind of fly and and compete and then let's see Urch's demo flights so noontime demos power hours and stuff like that and then the last one he said, he it's from Romeo Oscar's Scale Heli. So, cool. so there's awesome.
0: Yeah, he showed me some pictures of the Scale Helis, and, I, dude, it was insane. It was unbelievable, the scale stuff that he was showing me. Like mm-hmm. helicopters like that I hadn't seen in years, man. It, he was showing me like, pictures of it. Just, I don't know if anybody remembers that show, Riptide, but there was a show uh was with Perry King and two other guys. I can't even remember. It was supposed to be like there were detectives and the one guy flew a helicopter and it was this big giant helicopter it looked like Snoopy in the front of it. <laughs> like it had this big nose. You kind of sat up really high where the turbine was and the, and the rotor was, and it was kind of like an, it's like a Navy rescue helicopter from like the eighties or something, man. And mm-hmm. he had two pictures of two different models at, at Urcha that he showed me. Um, uh, yeah. So I can't wait to see these videos, dude, especially like you said, the Takumi video, man. And, uh, you know, he's constantly done, you know, flight videos and stuff for us and, uh, at our fun fly and stuff like that. And just wherever he goes, he's done some great videos. Uh, but his interviews, that's going to be interesting to see too. You know, it's the first time I think he's doing like interview style videos. So that should be awesome, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great.
0: So you know, let's I, see. I love to bust his chops, but. He definitely can do some kick-ass videos, man. He's got the, the equipment to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Awesome.
1: You know, for folks that were at HOD and Edgewood, he's still got more content. He's going to be releasing shortly soon, too. So
0: Nice. Cool. All right. I was curious. I wanted to ask uh, Bert before he left uh, if uh, he was going to um, the fall mowdown, and I wanted to ask Chris if he was going to that uh, at the where, end of where September. Where is that at? Uh... In Virginia. Hey Bert, are you back? Oh, Bert's back.
4: I always I'm always back. I normally <laughs> mute i normally mute my thing so that it doesn't uh because I have a very crappy microphone, so I don't want to disturb.
1: Okay. No, I thought the we thing. lost you there for a second. <laughs> no, I'm yeah.
4: always listening. I'm listening <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> um I never go away. Um no, I um I didn't know it was that's what it was called. It's the opposite of the spring fling, yes? Yeah. So yeah, well, I'm all yeah. down. Mm-hmm. I'm trying my my best to go. I'm really, I really am. I just need to be able to take, uh, you know, the two, the Thursday and Friday to make the trip. But yeah, I'm trying my best to go.
6: Oh, cool. Awesome.
4: So I was gonna, I was trying to go to Boston the week before because they've just restarted the, uh, uh, yeah. What is it called? The the um, god? What is it called? Uh, <sighs> the heli phenomenon. The <laughs> ph- ph- phenom. yeah, yeah. phenomenon. Phenomenon. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there's no way I can make the trip. there, it's impossible. But uh, Virginia, I'm I'm really thinking about it. So awesome. I'm assuming you'll be there.
0: Yeah, we're going to try. When and is make it again? It. It's uh, end
1: of September. Yeah.
0: It's
4: the last weekend. Yes, I think. Yeah, we could yeah, do what we did last. Weekend.
1: We could do what we did for Spring Fling. You know, go there, cab. That's cool.
4: Yeah. Are, are you guys experienced with that event? I mean, is it is it a little smaller than the Spring Fling, fling or is it bigger? I don't know. Or, I
0: think yeah. it's a little bit more laid back, a little smaller. Yeah, I, I think, but that's, that's only what from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from Monty. Yep. We oh, okay. we personally haven't been to it though. Yeah. Chris, are you gonna try and make it up for that?
5: No, I'm actually going. I'm gonna be at uh, Hell Extravaganza, which is the week before that, I believe.
0: Oh, Okay. Why are That's... you
5: not going to that one? Skip Extravaganza. <laughs> um. <laughs> when is that? Yeah, I might go. There. I mean, I could do. I could probably do either or. So. Um... You're
4: close enough. You can do both. Yeah. Why yeah, not do can... both? Why? Why are you? Why are you just trying to limit yourself to one? You can do both.
5: <laughs> it's the end of the year, dude.
4: You the, end end the yeah, off to both.
5: Don't there's just uh, don't worry. There's going to be a small little one in there that's kind of a secret. So that's um you know okay. we're we're, we're going to be going somewhere to the East Coast, and um, the weekend after that I think is a uh, hell extravaganza. So I think that's that's the plan right now, and then we'll um we'll see if we can fit the next one in.
1: Awesome,
4: in Virginia. I would love to go to both extravaganza and Virginia, but they're two weekends back to back, so that makes yeah, it pretty tough. tough. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, unless I lived where Chris lives, then that would be easier. I <laughs>
6: you know, live right. at the end of the
4: world. It takes me yeah. like 20 hours to go anywhere I choose to go to. So, where, where are you? Central Florida. So it takes like three to four hours just to get out of the island and be on yeah. the mainland. And then from there, another 15 hours anywhere I choose to go.
6: So I'm, so he- was- I'm heading down to Tampa next week.
4: Oh, Okay, I'm about an hour and a half. Uh, east northeast of Tampa, so okay. a little bit north of Orlando.
5: Well, let's get everybody to move to Charleston, and that's kind of a central location for all the fun flies, and we can have a um, badass little um, I don't want to say man cave, we can have like a man 150 acre compound. <laughs> yeah, I'll
0: awesome. drive up from my, uh, my home in Florida when I have it.
1: Yeah. F- or Frank nice. can pick me up on the way up. I just, yeah, I just okay. need a, I need a job out there. So give me a job and then yeah, let's well, do yeah, well, it. I'll can, move out yeah, there.
5: Ron course is moving here next. Um, I think in the next couple of months he's applying for work now. So I don't know oh, if that's a good thing or a bad no. thing for me having Ron, you know, as a neighbor. So
1: I don't sure know, man, uncle Ron, <laughs> <huh>? uncle Ron, <laughs>
4: it's funny, man. Gator started this uncle Ron. Now everybody calls him. Uncle yeah, Ron. Why, no, I funny. think it's hilarious, man. It's so funny.
1: <laughs> oh boy. Uh, <laughs>
5: There's been a lot of in the last 6 months have come up for everybody.
1: So
3: it's yeah, kind of funny. <laughs> I know.
1: Awesome. Crazy. All right. So any other news or announcements? Nope. No. Really? Kevin, nothing from Horizon Hobby?
4: <laughs> no, it's a slow week. Slow week. Huh? Okay. I need to I need to put a plug in here. Orlando yeah. Blowout. Orlando yeah, Blowout. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. December 7, 8, 9, 10th. Pre-registration is open. RCflightdeck.com search for orlando blowout 10th anniversary definitely people need to consider orlando blowout it's just always a good time it's like an urcha but without all the drama just a little smaller a lot smaller a lot huge time smaller but uh Yeah. it's fun (laughs) i think it's fun it's good generally we've been blessed with good weather knock on wood um Mm -hmm. you know days are a little short because it's the middle of december but you know temperature in the 70s has always been nice so um lots of pilots from everywhere it's just a good time good time to go there we uh you know we we encourage everybody to show up and everybody to fly generally the field is not huge but there's plenty of room to fly and uh you know we have like six or seven fly stations so and generally we set up like a either hover or beginner station at the end so yeah definitely a good time good good awesome. time
2: awesome and i heard rumor
5: has it that the uh, hangouts is going to have a pretty badass little spot this year oh yeah
4: yep, yep, yeah yep, yeah yeah <laughs> everybody's very much so encouraged to go to blowout this year yeah you never to, know there might be the last so oh no nah,
1: we're not gonna let that happen <laughs>
5: huh can't let that happen
4: maybe chris right. will take it over
5: yeah <laughs> if he has to the rc hilly hangout blowout there you go
1: <laughs> yep all right what's next for you in the hobby i'll
5: go next for me in the hobby is i got the um i think the mini comet is going to be in my future and um and that's it just do some flying just having fun so short and sweet just get a bunch of flights in get ready for new fun some fun flies i'm gonna i gotta ship some helicopters up north so i'm gonna have to start packing some stuff up here in the next couple of days or next about a week or so awesome so some of my helicopters can be in the north for a little while
1: Hmm. perfect sweet (laughs) okay and then next who wants to go
0: next well i'm going to be Working on nitro engine and working on another nitro engine. Mm hmm. And hopefully flying maybe a little bit this weekend. Uh, Sunday supposed to be the better day. Go up to the, the field because we still have our TFR full effect. So, uh, and I don't want to let my other sponsor down, so I'm probably going to have a drink or two because I couldn't this weekend because I was on a call for uh, a buddy of mine.
1: What are you talking about? You did it on Friday. Oh, that's right. I did Friday. Yeah. Ah, oh, boy. That's right. <laughs> But you can come back and finish that bottle. And I got to say
0: thank you for that. Thanks for picking up a bottle for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. That might be my refill bottle to take uh, to uh, events. This nice, uh, small, compact.
1: Yeah, it's like a pint or whatever, right? Yeah, or I
0: just might bring it with me on a daily basis and use it on the ride home. (laughs) (laughs) I'm only kidding, kids. Wink,
1: wink.
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, but uh, yeah, you should uh, come over. And uh, finish that bottle and also let's work on some engines because I got some engines to rebuild too and some plane stuff. I got a yeah, lot man. of stuff to do. Yeah. I guess I'll go next on. Uh what do I got to do? I got a couple of nitro motors to rebuild and I got those that Vegan and uh and the uh the Piper J three club. I can't wait to get that cub ready. It's bigger than I thought it was. I thought it was some like fifty inch wingspan cub because it's only using a forty six motor. But I think it's eighty one inch wingspan. I think it's pretty what? huge. Really? Yeah. Oh, you know what else I want to do is—I'm uh, sorry,
0: Fred. I want to—I <laughs> want to get some—I want to get some monocoat, and I want to get an iron, and I want to try recovering something. I got a bunch of these Balsa planes now that are—they—they they can use it. I got them cheap enough. I'm gonna try recovering the wing, and if it goes well, man, I—I want to fix that big cub that I have. Yeah. Uh, the thirty-dollar cub.
1: Yeah. yeah. Dude, get it together because uh, Ryber got the quarter scale. I have this eighty-inch. The one I have has got to be 72 or 80 inches. I think yours is, yeah. I think it's about the same size, 80 inch. And then what's his name? Uh, Rob, he says he has a quarter scale.
0: Rob has a quarter scale?
1: Yeah. McClellan. So I think nice. he said he has a quarter scale or, or something big like that. So um, Shoot. I mean, you know, let's plank it up, I guess.
0: <laughs> plank it up. All right.
1: Plank um, it up. Yeah, plank it up. <laughs> Okay, Fred, what's next for you?
6: Hey. Um, okay, well, as I mentioned, uh, I'm planning a trip to Tampa. My wife's got a conference down there. Nice. And basically all I'm going to do is drive her from the hotel we're spending the night in to the hotel to hold the conference in. And then I have my day to myself till I have to go pick her up and bring her back to the hotel we're spending the night in. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm planning on trying to do a little drive around, check out maybe some of the aviation museums down in central Florida Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been invited to go visit the villages. I don't know if you know what that is. It's this giant, high-end retirement village down there.
0: I know what that is.
6: Yeah, apparently they have their own uh, RC field, and uh, I've been invited to go check that out.
1: Um, Yeah, you should go and fly.
6: I don't know. Uh, I've let my AMA lapse, and you need the AMA card to be able to fly there, so I wouldn't be getting one back in time before I got there.
1: Um, Yeah, but all you have to do is renew. You, You keep the same card and the same number.
6: Yeah, well, they send you a new card. Well, yeah. yeah,
1: they send you a new card, but the number is the same, and it's it's valid. You yeah. get an email saying that you're registered in AMA that you can use as a, a pseudo, you know, I guess temporary AMA card. I don't know.
0: Fred, they're old people. Just also- say, I showed you my card two seconds ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are
1: you talking about? They can't, see the, they can't see the small print, which is a big date on it. <laughs> yeah. let well, make it, up a phony it, one
6: the other thing is i gotta uh i gotta pick what i bring with me because we're traveling in the fiat so not a lot of luggage
1: one plane one quad done i saw that car dude
0: that car is so small you gotta go outside to change your mind
6: did you see the video i did about uh visiting lowe's with the fiat
0: no oh yeah Yeah, i did
6: i got in the video i said i got out of the car and the the uh lowe's clerk that was out in the parking lot gave me a kind of dirty look and i asked him i was mad about in the uh so when I was done with my shopping cart, I should have put it back on the cart return. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All
6: right. Well, the last thing is, uh, I picked up a run cam split from the flight tester when they got them in stock. And, uh, I'm putting it into my FT 210 What that is, is that it was a cube style one that, that run cam came out with and, and GoPro shut them down, which I thought was ironic since GoPro was completely copying the Polaroid version of it. But who, you know, Oh, well, so they took it and they they separated the camera from the board, and now you have a dedicated recording board that will you know record high definition video, and you have a camera that will serve as a uh, viewing camera, your FPV camera, both in one, which is you know nothing's really worked before, so it's kind of interesting to have it, and I'm uh, looking forward to testing that out. Cool, awesome. that's it for me.
0: Nice.
5: Okay. okay, I got one thing. Um, I don't know if yeah. it's upcoming or anything you, you guys could think should think I am um. So coming up Monday is this whole eclipse thing going on, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, Uh, I saw your post. And
5: I am in the direct path of the eclipse, supposedly. You know, like within 30 miles of the perfect, you know, eclipse. So I'm thinking about doing. Actually, my work shut down for the day. Believe it or not, we're not open for
0: the eclipse, dude.
5: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's huge here. I mean, the problem is Charleston here is a pretty small town, and supposedly it's the best spot to see it, and it's by the beach, so that it's going to go over the ocean and stuff. Everybody's freaking out. So supposedly there's like a million people flying in, coming in this weekend to stay here. Oh, yeah. um, wow. And then really? there's gonna be like another 700,000 the day of show up in the area. So they're just thinking it's going to be gridlocked everywhere. For the so. Eclipse, dude?
0: Oh, yeah. It's
3: been really? sold out.
5: You can't find glasses. The special glasses, they're all sold out. There's people selling them on the corners for 10 bucks and 20 bucks. Like, What? It, um, yeah, it's crazy. Um, wow. So I'm thinking about taking my gasser out. Since this thing only is going to last, they said about 12, 15 minutes total. So I'm thinking about taking my gasser out and doing a live video on, on the hangout of of the eclipse with the gasser up in the air. So with the night blades, <laughs> with and, the night blades, I was yeah, just saying, yeah, yeah. like a
1: <laughs> night flight. <laughs> I don't like know. You pre- should, pre- should do that, but I
5: don't know. We'll see.
1: No, I think you should do it, but um, make sure that you also have like not just a live video feed, but like an actual someone recording you with a decent camera. Yeah, can set the aperture and everything. And oh,
5: that's yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. It, yeah.
1: Um, awesome.
5: I think we kind of eat. I don't know. I have no idea. Like I said, it'd be cool. Take off during the daylight. Wait,
1: wait, so would you have to like wear those glasses?
5: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I don't, no, just don't gonna. look
1: that's up that's at it. I guess. Conversation.
5: <laughs> exactly. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> um, awesome. I think pretty cool. Take off during the daylight, fly mm-hmm. into the night and then land back in the daylight with the same tank. So
1: we'll, yeah, <laughs> we'll that would we'll be pretty cool. cool. Awesome. Be
5: most yeah. Video ever.
1: I'll be doing <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So let's, uh, wrap it up. All right. let's wrap it up
3: Alright
1: let's okay. wrap we, it up baby Okay We are at 675 Facebook likes and I didn't write this in So I'm just gonna wing it So we're plus 6 this week Nice The new likes goes as follows Cue the music Maestro Alright Jim Wilson Robert Mustaka. Shane Brown, Tyrone Jennings, William Noel, and Jason Johnson. Awesome. Jason Johnson. Yeah. Nice. So I'll kind of continue this on. Thank you for everyone who's liked us or follow us. Let's move on to Facebook comments. So Facebook comments, uh, I got this message and I replied back to Jason Johnson. So he messaged us saying, "Just started listening to your podcast, really liking it. I just got back into flying helis after fifteen-year hiatus and got a bit, uh, got bit again by the heli bug. So his first visit to Urcha was back in nineteen ninety-nine, and every heli was a nitro or gasser. So, so yeah, how things nice. have changed in, you know, in that much time. Yeah, but yeah, I think nitros are coming back and gasser. So that's pretty awesome. So." All right. Any other Facebook comments that we want to mention? I, I didn't even get a chance to really look. Yeah, I mean, we got we got a bunch of comments on uh, a couple of the live videos I was doing on Saturday. Um, there was a turbine that went up. You know, that almost hit a bus. It was awesome. It looked like it, but it wasn't. We um, we yeah, we had a chance to
0: like do a little Q and A with as you guys were building the uh, Frank's helicopter. You know,
1: guys were asking yep. questions, so that was that was pretty cool. Yep, and. The whole toilet bowl thing—I am right. On the other hemisphere, it does spin the other way. Now, the toilet bowl itself, was <laughs> Greg Sullivan commented, uh, he commented us on that, and he says that uh, that Kevin is right about the whole toilet bowl thing—that uh-huh. that it doesn't. But and he says YouTube it, so I did YouTube it, and um, you know, one of the guys that I actually uh, subscribed to, Desmond. Has a video called the truth about the toilet swirl. And he has a counterpart where they, you know, he has a friend do it on the southern hemisphere. And yes, the toilet bowls are designed to flow one way or the other. But if you took, but the water will still spin the other way, like not in a toilet bowl, if it's designed to spin clockwise, whether you're, your northern or sun, southern hemisphere. But if you take a pool of water or a bucket of water and you, you know, punch a hole in the bottom, the water will swirl in different ways. Well, that's not what we were talking about. We were it's talking the same about thing. toilet bowls. No, it's same not the thing. same thing. Yes, it it's is. It's
0: called is. it's called the Coralis Effect. I too did some research. And you you what? It's called <laughs> that
6: the was Science Night.
0: It's called the Coriolis effect or Coriolis effect. effect, yeah. Yeah. And it and it's what makes hurricanes rotate in the other yes. direction. Down it. but the making of the toilet is gonna direction the water. I mean But what if they don't make the water jet in a different way? Well, we were not talking about people peeing or pooping in a bucket and punching a hole in it and letting the water flow out. I
1: don't know what they pee or poop in down there. All right. (laughs) Let's move on then. Yes, but it does. The water, that effect is true. Anyways.
0: No, 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 no. And the makeup (laughs) of the toilet is true.
1: Thank you very much.
0: All right. (laughs) But, dude, along the same vein that you had of... uh, you know, uh, Jason Johnson uh, mm-hmm. giving us a few compliments. It's not exactly website comments, but it's uh it's website comments from the RC Heli Hangout page where we have our podcast listed. I never really went back here to look uh, recently, and guys have posted stuff since for a while there. Um, so I'll just read a couple of these, and maybe next week I'll read some more. Huh? JF636 says, I really enjoyed the podcast. You and Steve do a great job. Uh I like that you're starting to get a big name guests on the show. The interview with Matt Bodos was a real treat. Keep up the good work. Frank Mordios um said you guys are doing great. Keep it up. Kay Schneider said you guys are doing a great job with the show. It's running real smooth. It's great to see the Facebook post. You guys make it out to field two. Uh keep it up and I'll see you over the summer. So I guess this is going back a ways. Yep, yep. I'll stop there, but uh thanks guys. I'll read some more
1: uh next time we come around. I will be updating a lot more Starting a lot more threads on here, um, you know, for each episode and stuff like that. I'm just kind of actually, I've messaged Frank. I want to see if we could get like mod rights on here so that we could pin some posts and, you know, I, I don't want to like start posting a lot of stuff and lose the the little bit about the podcast post because yeah. I feel like that's that's a good post to be pinned up top to kind of you know let people know who we are or whatever. And I know Chris also had a post too that I want to put up and keep that um, on top. So.
0: I'm starting a new thread right now. It's called As the Toilet Swirls. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I don't know. Somehow this show always winds up in the toilet. Yes. One way or another.
1: (laughs) All right. So any other thing from website or should we move it on to Podbean people? Oh,
0: Podbean. Podbean. We had quite some activity on Podbean. Uh, We had a couple people that started following us. DTFHORP started following us. Dolo Mo Says Jr. started following us. Um, probably read that completely wrong. <laughs> the Sleepy Nerd Podcast started following us. And uh, Bill F.B. liked episode 85, Back to School with Todd Bennett. And episode 79, The Legendary Burt Kammerer, D. Delisle 81, I think I know who that is. Uh, liked episode 87, TFRs and more. So did Mike Welch, uh, BVGHJ, and Gina Tucker. Like the recap we just did of Flight Fest East or Flight Fest the original 2017. So, thanks, <laughs> nice. guys.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Uh, just to go back to website comments, I don't know how you missed this one. Sure. Put it all on me. You do the website comments, bro. <laughs> do I? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. All right. Well, We could both do it. Anyways, um, Darren emailed us through the website with the subject of Todd Bennett episode. Hi, guys. uh, He's been on holiday for the last few weeks. Got 50 flights in two weeks on his helis. So he's been really late on our episodes. Um, But he got back to work today and started catching up. Just wanted to say that the Todd Bennett episode, episode 85, was an awesome episode. And uh, he can't wait for the next one. So, awesome, Darren. Thanks. And... By the time you're catching up to this episode, uh, eighty-eight, and you hear this, you know you'll know that there's there's more to come. There's always more to come. Do we have any other ones? Um, yeah, Josh Orchard. He emailed us. Said I heard one of you guys wanted to catch up with me at Flight Fest. Thought I'd shoot you an email and see what's up. Um, we should definitely get back to Josh and see if we could talk to him and get him on the show for a little bit. I think it would be interesting. Oh, that'd be cool, yeah. You know, talk about his Bugatti um Scratch Build, I believe, right? Scratch build plane. Just everything that guy's made, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everything he's made has been freaking amazing. So just to kinda, you know, talk yeah. about all the stuff that he's done, yeah. I would love to get him on the show. So let's uh you wanna reply back to him or I can and we'll we'll get this going. Okay. I think that's about it for now. iTunes review.
0: Nothing new on iTunes. Ah, you're waiting, it seemed like <laughs>
1: awesome okay I, I checked a while ago all right drop us an itunes review and we'll read the review in the next episode email us at free4rc at gmail.com like us on facebook facebook.com slash free4rc podcast check out our webpage, free4rcpodcast.com say hi to chris hi chris, hey, chris
3: Robert. Robert. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah let us know if you want us to add anything um Let's see. Flight test forums off the field, audio and video production. Other than flight test podcasts, free 4RC podcasts sitting next to the FT community cast. They patch all a mic.
2: Yeah, I threw you. you guys. A thread, didn't
0: I? <laughs>
1: RC Heli Hangouts forums, rchelihangouts.com, under RC Heli Hangouts main section, podcast corner, and free 4RC podcasts uh, next to the RC Heli Hooligans podcast.
0: Hey, Walt and Ed, and I hope they get back in front of the microphone real soon. I yeah. haven't heard anything from those guys in a little while.
1: Yeah, Walt's been busy, you know, he's he, going gonna to come. They've got some episodes coming out So Cool. Yeah, want to talk to us, post there, and we'll get back to you. Yeah, bro. at this point, you want to just give your contact information if anyone wants <sighs> to get in touch, have some questions,
4: want to yeah, buy, so mm-hmm. buy some stuff? Buy some stuff. Now, I'm always out there to help anybody, whether you fly anything that I fly or anything that I sell or anything that I don't sell, I'm always up for helping the, <laughs> the hobbyist and giving back. Uh, so sure. Uh, facebook.com slash Bert RC. Um, they can go to Twitter at Bert camera. They can go to Instagram. I just got a new Instagram account Bert camera. Nice. Um, what else, what else? Or they can contact me, through our business email which i always monitor or somebody will you know if they need me i'll jump in and help them out and that's a website that we use for our support which is bkdsupport.com um i think that's it that's plenty of plenty of ways to contact me
3: yeah so
1: perfect
4: so thank you guys
1: yeah no thank you for taking the time again to come on the show and you know
4: I wish Will would have hang a little longer, but uh, yeah. I think we got him to chat a little bit. And at least
1: yeah, yeah. I think we got it start so I think uh, we lit the fuse. So we'll see. Yeah, uh, cool. I'm sure he'll be excited to come back on it. Yeah, I
5: and,
4: didn't. I didn't really give
5: Will too much of a you know how we work or what we do. So I think mm-hmm. think he thought it was going to be like a five minute you know little question and answer thing. I don't know. Yeah, um,
1: like a short interview, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
5: and he's got some stuff going on this today. So um, you know, yeah. I think he 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 did a lot more than
4: I than I thought he was going to. So yeah. Well, anyway, well, thanks again, guys. That was fun. Thanks, time. Thanks, Bert. Yeah, thanks for having awesome. me. Yep. See you all you. later. See you. All guys. Right, Take care. All
1: right, bye. Thanks to Bird and Will for taking the time to come on the show. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, We're we'll definitely going to get Will back on the show for a part two, and um, you know, just kind of get a little more, dig into his mind a little more, and the history behind, uh, um, you know, their history. They, Bird and Will, had so much history together. It was just amazing. So I can't wait to uh, hear more about that. And thank you, Steve.
0: Yeah, thanks, for, Steve, for doing the show.
1: Oh, Nobody Steve ever says thanks
0: man. to you, so, so oh. I thank you.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> awesome. All thanks, right.
3: Kevin. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> thanks, Fred. <laughs> thanks,
1: Fred. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> thanks, Chris. Chris actually was the one who organized the uh, the gathering of Will and Bird for this episode, so thank you.
0: Thanks, cool.
1: Chris. Uh, awesome. Problem Free Clear skies, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. See you guys. later.
6: I'm going to close the park
1: Good, but You the haven't closed the park closed yet? yet? Oh boy Dude.
6: I uh
5: Trying to call me. There you go. Yeah, just pick it up.
3: Brooklyn, huh? Brooklyn. <laughs> nice living,
5: Brooklyn. Yeah, they're all from Jersey. Yeah. Okay. I,
0: push that button. I just got a warning on my recording. Uh, on my recording software that said this space remains for recording only eighty-three more hours and thirty-nine minutes. So
5: we got enough time. We might. We have enough. That's we might, We're going to cut or it close. So- did you guys see the new RC Pro Plus motor connectors? No. I did not. Yeah, they, yeah, they look pretty cool. <laughs> I guess it looks like you just spray the wire, put it up inside the little metal connector, and it's got like a set screw, and then the other motor wire goes in. So you just un- literally just do a little set screw, it looks like. Nice. So I just ordered them. A-Main's got them. I just ordered a bunch of them.
0: So this piece of string goes into a bar, right? And he says, "Bartender, give me a drink." And the bartender goes, "Get the hell out of my bar! You're a piece of string." So um, I'm afraid not.
5: Oh, did I get it?
0: So Chris (laughs) Nutt walks into a bar. Boom! (laughs) Nobody opened the door. Thanks, Chris. (laughs)
5: It's
0: the only like two. There's only two jokes I know, and that's one of them.
5: (laughs) I think
3: that's the only one I know too.
0: (laughs) Did you Did you hear about the um? What's the other one? How does it go? Did you hear about that, the peanut that was mugged? He was uh, assaulted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. Uh, and I got a couple that aren't PC, but because that's only because I learned them in the 70s.
5: What did the um, ocean say to the beach?
6: I don't think um, it just weighed.
5: Ah, see, you got me.
0: <laughs> Why do Indians wear feathers? I don't know to keep their wigwam. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit! Yeah, circa 1970. <laughs> if all the people were naked at McDonald's, how could you tell Ronald from everybody else? <laughs> He's got sesame seeds on his buns. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Come on, Steve! I'm running out of material. Uh, uh, Steve said his computer froze up. Ugh. it's a Bird Mac. Are you still there? That's why. There's Bert down too.
6: Hey, hey, hey! My Mac is.
5: Yeah, <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> Good job, Fred. So now I got a Mac, so I gotta learn how to use that. That's like impossible to learn.
0: <laughs> the first thing you have to do is forget you um forget about the, the right button. You don't have a yes. right click.
4: Well, yep. And once you get used to it, you'll never go back.
3: Really? So, uh,
4: Amen. <laughs> All All right, I forgot have
5: have I, I to ask you that earlier. What's up with what? The new blades, the two eighty five.
4: What do you so, mean, what's up? They're, they're, all, not, any,
0: they're not 285s, dude.
4: <laughs> he doesn't have any 285s. First of all, oh, Switch, Chris, come on. Shame on you, dude, Chris. Oh, you should know dude, the that <laughs> everything Switch is 3. three, three um, uh, uh, I, I, I'm sorry.
5: I meant 385. Sorry. Did I say
4: 285? Nope. No, no, he's, he's saying said, 385s now. Oh, my everything <laughs> <goodness>. is. <laughs> the everything the road, has,
5: All right, hold on. 283s, I apologize. Two thirty five. There
0: you go.
1: you making
4: um, I
0: we can
1: hear him ordering dessert now. Yeah, I think he's still on. Hold on. I'm going to drop him. Uh, All right. Fred. He's sleeping. Yeah, uh-huh. no. That's why I'm, sh-
5: I'm checking on the eggs. Yeah? Fred, yeah,
0: Fred's recording more video of his freaking drill press to post on Facebook. <laughs>
1: Is that what he's doing
5: right so now? I, I haven't been see on Facebook it
0: every time I open Facebook. <laughs>
5: nice, that's the fanciest drill press ever. Yeah, at first I, I thought it was it. like what, a Ryobi because it was green. Green, yeah.
1: Oh no, you didn't get a green drill but it's press. It's old like school. Green. It's old school.
6: No, it's 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 um somewhere between 1946 and early 1950s is when it was originally made. It's a Craftsman, uh, right? Yeah, it's a Craftsman before the uh, King Sealy started putting their name on the label, so it's. You know, post war, but uh, it, it's a pretty early drill, and uh, it's awesome, man. I, I'm, I'm a little bit happy with it.
1: Where the hell did you get it? Uh, I it, helicopters. Nice, Chris.
6: Huh? I uh, picked it up through um, <laughs> through uh, Facebook uh, Marketplace. It was over two towns over for ten bucks.
1: Really? Dude, I like Facebook Marketplace, man. I buy a lot of stuff off of that. I love yeah,
6: a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah, no someone needs to buy my motorcycle though. It's up there still.
0: That guy in Bayonne isn't gonna come get it.
1: No, he doesn't know how to ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely from Bayonne.
4: No, no test drive.
1: <laughs> yeah, no test drive. Alright,
4: I'm back. I think that should sound better, shouldn't it?
1: Yeah, 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 perfect. Okay, good. Sweet. Okay, so uh let's Okay, so let's continue the top ten.